Hello, welcome to the Big Scuba Show. My name is Ted Hardy, and I'm excited to be on the Big Scuba Podcast. Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Big Scuba Podcast. My name is Ian. I am your dive master and co-host for this episode on the Big Scuba. Uh, what, as always, I'm not here alone. I am talking to with my <laughs> co-host. What? Yes, I'm the other co-host, Gemma, and <laughs> we're recording this remotely today, so we're in separate places, aren't we? We are. Yes, uh, talking to, talking with. Yes, and um, so thanks for downloading this episode. Uh, we have got a great guest for you for this episode. Uh, his name is Ted Harty, and he runs Immersion Free Dive out in Florida. So um, yeah, we're gonna we're gonna be talking to him all about free diving and some of the skills and uh, some of the also some I think we talked about some of the human factors and things like that as well. Yeah, and he did start out as a scuba diver as well, but um, obviously he's uh, developed into free diving and uh, very big on social media and does daily posts about different aspects of free diving. Yeah, if you follow us, um, I often share uh, his daily posts and uh, give him a like. And uh, but if you look on LinkedIn or Instagram, you know, go there and you can follow him yourselves, and uh, you'll see his daily posts. Uh, but we'll come to Ted in a little while. Uh, Gemma, do you want to just start off by telling people, just in case we've got some new listeners, um, what's, what do we talk about? So we are the Big Scuba Podcast, and we talk to people connected to the watery world. So they can be divers, free divers, uh, marine conservationists. We've spoken to artists. We've spoken to astronauts, filmmakers. So really... Yeah, anybody that's got a message connected to the watery world and we're here to hopefully inspire people to look about getting connected to the watery world whether they be divers non-divers or going for a snorkel can we just be clear though we mm -hmm. don't just talk to people who've done all these fantastic things no we don't because we can't all do these facts. You know, a lot of us have all got day jobs and families and things like that. And some of us, we just like going for a dive on a Saturday, you know, when we get a chance. Now, we also like to talk to people like that because we like to, what's the word? Keep it real. Yes. So we've spoken to people that are just passionate about diving wherever they are in the world. Just like getting in the water. Yeah, exactly. And uh, yeah, it's, it's great. Then we keep connected to these people and we follow their journeys. And yeah, we've been going almost four years and yeah, we've made some amazing um, or met some amazing people and followed their journey through their um, scuba world and their yep. filmmaking progress. It's been yeah really inspiring. And as we've always said in, in, in the world of diving, if you start getting into diving is, is that once you start, you never know where it's going to lead you mm -hmm. so exactly. always good to keep an open mind and a passport because you never know <laughs> no exactly well, yeah and, and as our friend phil shorts once told us got to find the magic in every night find the magic yeah yeah, in every yeah. and i think that applies to life really not just diving you've got to find the magic in every day yeah, there we go. So there we are. And I live in Bungie and it's the centre of the universe. There's tons of, <laughs> there's tons of magic in Bungie, you know, if, you, if you're ever out this way. Anyway, <laughs> we digress. What you what we've been up to? We have, well, last weekend, um, was well, the, the Saturday we were at 
Raysbury. Yes. So that was a new dive site. We'd never been there before. And we had our first uh, visit there. We did discuss that on last week's podcast. Yeah. So, but yeah, so we had a proper dive in the inland uh, lake there. And then Sunday after, um, Sunday afternoon, we went to, um, and got in a pool, didn't we? Yeah. Yeah. And had a, had a dive and also, well, really just to sort of practice some skills. So, uh, get the scuba honey, um, who's, um my daughter um who's 13 and literally just passed her open water crystal skis crystal skis scuba in norwich um so we got in the pool and just went through the dive master board list of skills so making sure we still clear masks making sure we can do out of air scenario um can we still swim without a mask if we have to yeah, uh, we still take our buoyancy kit off the you know in the water and, and put, then it, put all it back, back on again. Yeah, so yeah all the we... skills that you did as a uh, open water, we just went through them, making sure she can still put all her kit together and um, you know connect up regulators and and then of course put it all away again because it's just yeah, important. That's to right, the, and we all did it. We all did clearing our masks. I mean, without a mask, so all the skills we all participated, and it was really useful, wasn't it? Yeah, so over the winter, um, I did say to her, you know, I think we're going to try and do a dive up at Stony probably over Christmas, I would have thought, and uh, usually try and get in. And uh, I'm not sure whether she'll come or not, but I think um, uh, I think it's important over the winter period for any divers, really. Um, you know, if you if you're not one for the free for the freezing temperatures and uh oh you do get some nice days over the winter uh, you know, yes it's nice to get in the pool and just go through some skills because otherwise you could be a few months before you you know you you get back in the water and that's, yeah, easy, that's right especially with new divers it's easy to forget you know um these things you know i always often refer to as putting your, your your diving hat on you know you've got to put that on to remember connecting up and all that sort of stuff yes and it's even we did buddy checks you know that you have we do those whether it's pool water sea diving they have to be done and they're good rules to instill in honey particularly as a new diver that i look at like it's like putting your dry your seat belt on when you go for a drive Mm, yeah get used to it so if you get used to doing your buddy checks um i think you know like tech divers don't do them they do uh, they do something different they check their own kit and everything and get geared up um you know and they have they go through their own preparations uh to getting ready for a dive where with most recreational people especially when you know you know it's a very common thing and you should do it is a buddy check um so definitely something trying to install to honey yeah, and it's something that we said to Honey. Um, obviously, if you are diving with somebody different, you do buddy checks together. And if they refuse to do them, well, they don't. You don't dive. It's you. You've got to call, make that call. If you're not happy, you call the dive. Because otherwise, how do you? If you run out of air, how are you going to know where? How they, yeah. How, how? Yeah, they might have a whole different setup to you. Mm-hmm. So you could be in, say, you know, if you got if you're a single tank diver because you're new and you're pairing up with someone who's got a twin set you would hope as a before you get in they run through with you what you need to do should you run out of it well and if they don't i think you've yeah. either got to ask that question or you don't dive because anyway, it's a whole different subject yeah. so um 
that's that. So that's why we're doing that in the pool. Um, I was due to have my uh, rebreather um, tri dive on last Monday. Monday. Yeah, but that got cancelled because um, unfortunately Scott broke down uh, on the A14. Never good place to break down. So we're going again Monday. We're trying again Monday. Um, so yeah, so it should be there tomorrow. Be yeah. So we'll give people an update on that next week in next week's episode. Um, and we also need to mention uh, not at ninety podcast sponsors yes. we have a promotional code that's available to everybody to use for any orders and the code is big scuba 10 nice and easy code to remember it is and it's available to anyone everywhere to use for any knocked products throughout this month so if you're looking to buy a diver in your life a Prezi for Christmas, then that's the ideal opportunity to you use. They're privy. Prezi. Not, so I don't think they sell privies. <laughs> you, you, a present, a gift. A present. Right. <laughs> so, but Nocta 90 have a range of products for divers of all levels from technical divers, recreational divers. They have dive computers they have uh silicon covers for dive computers so anything for everybody range of budgets uh have a look at their website which is www.notat90.com remember the code big scuba 10 to use at your checkout or give them a ring if you've got any questions they've got a team that can answer any queries or give you some ideas as well if you're looking for a little purchase yeah so uh, do that and don't forget that code not90.com and use that code big scuba 10 yes and if you are how are using it let us know tag us in because we always like to know what you've used at knocked at 90 it's always good to know there's a listener out there yes. <laughs> and talking about listeners exactly. out there we, we've got a new listener and a we're, patron we're, i think we're now in double figures um <laughs> So we've got a new listener and a patron. We've got to say thank you very much to Glenn Barnes. So he is uh, one of our newest patrons and um, he has been in contact. He's an advanced open water diver. He's, I think he's got 70 odd dives under his belt and he likes listening to podcast and he's considering doing his rescue course as well. So awesome. Yeah. So we're both rescue divers. So if you've got any questions, put them our yeah. way. Uh, for anyone who is considering doing a rescue course, make sure before you do the course, make sure you speak to your instructor or your dive center and say, hey, think about doing this course. I like the idea of it. Um, and most diving agencies do run a uh, a rescue course of some description. It'll be, they'll be all virtually sem- you know, something similar. Yeah, whether uh, it's paddy, with, with a first aid course or something built into it. Make mm-hmm. sure you speak to them first and say, hey, Thing about doing that, I'm only ready to do this course. Yeah. You know, because it's a really good course, but make sure, you know, um, just get a little bit of feedback, make sure you're ready for it. Yes. And I did the course this summer and I loved it. It was really good, yeah. really good yeah. fun. So, but yeah, you, I think it's something you you do when you're ready to do it. And, and there's some life skills in there, which is always good, always come in handy. Yes. Yeah. yeah. And it does, yeah, make you look diving through a new uh... well it's the switch over mm. because it's the first time you learn a course where you're no longer just thinking about yourself as a diver but learning to actually think hey 
look at that. That looks a bit unsafe. Or, you know, it makes you thinking about your buddy and other people more than just yourself. So yes. Yeah. Where with the first skills, it's all about how you are in the water and how you dive. Yes, exactly. So thank you to Glenn Barnes for joining yeah. our Patreon page. And if anybody else is... Good to have um, you on board. Yes. <laughs> if anybody else is interested, uh, just head over to our Patreon site. The link is in the show notes. And yeah, any um, anybody is welcome. And uh, yeah, it all helps to add to the, the running costs of the podcast. So that's, we appreciate yeah, that. And it's great to have um, people enthusiastic about what we do and uh, yeah, to have them on board. Yeah. Yeah. So we want to say thank you very much. And also, you know, um, as we said earlier, you know, if you are a diver and you've got a bit of a story to tell us, you know, then tell us, you know, let's know, make contact. We are fully booked um, now this side of the new year of this side of Christmas. Um, we are going to take a very short break over the Christmas new year. And then we're cracking back on because we've got people lined up for the early mm. part of january um so if you are thinking about coming on we're probably looking at bookings for february now so uh yeah that's right um and just running up to christmas we'll be releasing an episode um every monday rather than the fortnightly um schedule so just yeah. to fit them in before the end of the year and then Absolutely. start next year with a fresh and a bang yeah i'm looking forward to next year got some exciting stuff coming up mm -hmm. which is good and uh yeah looking forward to that and we should also say um i can't remember if we did last year last one but we need to say thank you very much to ford uh it's always sad seeing the uh you know when we have <laughs> a when we have a vehicle or ford for a few days to uh do some stuff with it's always sad to see it go and I had to wave at the the truck say bye bye yeah. truck but <laughs> soon be hello raptor hello <laughs> Yeah, so look out on our social media. Uh, we'll be posting a few um, reels and yes. stories about the Wild Track Ranger that we had um, last week. Yeah, it was awesome. And, uh, what adventures we got up to uh, with it. Yeah, yeah, looking forward to it. So yeah. uh, thanks to them. So I think that's probably covered everything for this week. And uh, I think so. We'll uh, talk to Ted Harty. Yeah, so uh, uh, look out for Ted and his daily posts. And um yeah, it's uh, really knows his stuff, uh, and he also knows uh, Kirk as well, and one of our other Kirk Croc, uh, yeah, Kirk Croc, one of our previous guests as well from the yeah. free diving world. So, yeah, and we have spoken to a number of free divers in the past as well. So we have over 160 episodes. So if you have a look at the catalogue, um, and yeah, there is a there's a few free divers among there as well. There is, yeah, yeah there is. Yeah. So, but on that, I think we're ready to pass over to ted harty yeah let's get him on yeah so thank you for downloading and this is episode 166 and it's ted harty well it's great to have you join us ted thank you very much um yeah we've been watching some of your linkedin uh, daily posts so that's uh, how we came across you yeah. so tell us a little bit about your initials we know you're a free diver but you did start out with scuba yeah so i uh you know i was as soon as I took my first scuba class, I was obsessed. Like when I think about how I got where I was, I can definitely remember the pool session and my first scuba class. I can remember breathing underwater. I believe the first thing you, do, you kneel down, you put the regular in your mouth. And I'm like, I feel like a superhero. I'm like, I want <laughs> more of this. This is amazing. 
Um, so yeah, I was like hooked before I even started. Um, so after uh, I took my first scuba class, um, my father lived in the Florida Keys and I was at the age where like you didn't like you weren't always like super excited to go hang out with your dad like you know it was like I was kind of trying to be my own person but uh he lived in the Keys and there was a dive shop right next to him so I started hey dad what are you doing next weekend you know can I come down and visit and I I I was started visiting him a lot he was like you were just here last week and oh it would just be great to see you um so I started going on the Keys visit him a lot uh because there was a dive shop there and it wasn't that long after becoming you know a regular on that boat that the dive master said you know you'd be a great instructor wow me really me right and so she's like yeah if you just go across the street become a scuba instructor at halls dive center we'd hire you i'd even hire you I'm like really but that was it that's all it took right beers and bikinis paychecks in paradise i was hooked that was an easy mark uh, i went got my scuba certification uh, instructor certification and i got hired and that was it and i you know so i i loved um my scuba career i worked at a very busy dive shot in the keys so i was very lucky and i got to teach a ton uh so that certainly helped me later on when i became a freediving instructor but yeah i loved being a scuba instructor in the keys it was awesome yeah so did you just uh scuba in the florida keys or did you travel did you do sea diving in land sites uh no it's funny i mean like you know i was a busy dive instructor you know you know obviously i had a ton of dives but you know 99% 99% of my scuba dives in my life have been in Marathon, Florida, right? So because when you're a busy dive instructor, it's not like I had time to go vacation and whatnot. Mm-hmm. I mean, so I've, you know, I remember, you know, going on like a liveaboard dive trip and like not being diving in the Keys and I was blown away. Um, actually, I can remember being on a liveaboard dive trip and, and it was the most beautiful dive I'd ever seen because all I'd ever seen is Marathon, Florida. And I looked at the dive master and I'm like, no. I know that look that he got in the water and he was that bored like kick and he kept like looking at his watch like when do we get it back I'm like how can you think that here like this is amazing right that's the look I have when I'm on the Thunderbolt wreck that I've done a hundred times and I was like I, I can't believe you think that here um but you know I guess it's when you if you work in the industry like you kind of just get used to your little spot but uh no so so I will really say I have I do not have this really amazing dive experience out scuba diving outside of the world because i just i was a working dive instructor and i didn't ever travel that much um so yeah so but most all of it was was in the keys yeah so was that kind of a career change or was that just kind of as a youngster you got into scuba and then you knew that was what you're going to do your vocation (laughs) oh no it was out of left field now so i have a very long long history of becoming massively obsessed with things and I sometimes I can control the things I'm obsessed about and sometimes I can't they just come across my radar and I, I can't help it but so scuba diving you know it was just like one of those things I always wanted to do and I remember sitting in that scuba class and it was like I saw that chart that that patty dive chart right and there's a little sad little thing where I was and then and then I saw there was like then there was a gold section and it was dive master I'm like dive master what is that right you know, rescue diver and instructor and I was like yes I mean I literally hadn't even finished my first open water class and I was already plotting like I need to be way high up on that chart right? wow. so, you know and then it was you know I did the pool session and that was you know and so yeah so I mean I I, I it was I mean I really quickly went from you know in that class to uh climbing up that ladder as 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 fast as fast as I could mm, that's oh, great. great yeah yeah so from obviously having all the experience of scuba what made you decide to try free diving was it just 
a new experience? You know, it was it was really not kind of on per on on purpose. Uh, what I remember is, you know, I, I mean, honestly, I was a dive instructor. I knew what free diving was. I mean, I wasn't. I understood there were free divers, and I got it. <clears throat> but I'd never really seen free diving, and I remember seeing free divers come on our boat for the first time, and they had camouflage wetsuits, right? You know, and they had the crazy fans and like, you know, I'm like, okay, they're free divers. Like, I, I get it. You know, but I'm like, we're in like Sombrero Reef. We're like 20 foot away. I was like, okay, whatever. You guys go to free diving. That's cool, right? You know, I don't have to do any work. So it's easy for me. Just push it off the boat, go do your thing. But I remember watching them and I remember going, holy, they're down there for a long time, right? And I, then I started trying to get a watch. I started trying to time them. And I'm like, that was like over a minute. That was a minute and a half. And I was stunned. I couldn't, you know, I'm like, they must have like, I'm like, where's our spare air? Do they take my spare air down? Or like, you know, I'm like, maybe the 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 the, the tank that we take on the deep wrecks is hanging underneath the boat. And I left it. For, I'm like, what is going on? And no, I just couldn't believe it. And so I remember the next day I was like, hey, I told the captain, I said, hey, I want to like, remember those free dive we had yesterday? I'm like, I want to try some free diving. Is that okay? He's like, look, as all the customers are all in and, you know, that's, I don't really have a problem with it. I'm like, okay, right? So I, you know, I, all the customers were taken care of. And so I remember a couple of things. I remember putting on a weight belt and I remember, I remember I had no wetsuit on and I put two, the, the biggest ones we had are eight pounders, but two eight pounders on. So that's 16 oh. pounds of lead. And my thought process was I'm a scuba instructor. I've got really strong legs because I kick you know, if I put more weight on, it won't be hard to get down, right? And so that's, that was my thought process. I put on a ton of weight, right? I plopped down and I ended up at the sand at Sombrero Reef at 20, 25 foot. Now I've dove this 500 dives on this reef. I know this reef backwards and forwards. Like I know the, I know like certain fish have names. I know like certain fish live in certain areas. I know this thing very well, right? So I'm sitting in the sand, I'm kneeling in the sand because I love being on those big coral walls. That's what I like to do as a scuba diver. It is not like travel really far. It's just go very, don't go far at all. Anyway, so I'm kneeling in the sand and instantaneously I'm blown away because this is very different than anything I know because the sounds. Mm -hmm. I can hear the popping and the crackling the sounds of the the surge I, I because i had no idea how loud scuba was because i all that's all i knew was scuba i didn't know that that i didn't know that thing was loud i just never heard it and then i didn't have it and i was like holy cow like, this is amazing i also remember on this dive site we had these finger corals so they're like you know 10 15 foot vertical walls everywhere and i could hear the customers the scuba divers they're on the other side of this coral wall so I couldn't see them, but I could hear them. I could hear there was a group of them coming around the corner. So before I even could see them, I knew that there were scuba divers over there. Right? <laughs> yeah, the other thing I remember was is the blennies, right? You guys know scuba divers, those little blennies, and you, you you sit really still, and after a while they'll poke their head out. If you go quiet, 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 you know, you got to tell the new people calm down, and the little blennies will pop. They're already half three quarters of the way out of the hole because I was a free diver. So all of this happens in like a ten second window. And I'm like stunned. I'm like, this is the cool. I'm like, free diving is the most amazing thing I've ever seen. This is so cool. And that, that what I just described over probably five minutes took <laughs> 10 seconds. And then I remember. Mm. <laughs> oh, nice. I, all that waves. <laughs> to breathe. I look up at the surface and I'm like, oh my God, that seems a really far way away. I fly to the surface at Mach 10, completely panicked, right? I'm, oh my God. I'm like, 
That is the dumb free diving is the dumbest sport ever. Like, why wouldn't you just wear a tank and stay down for an hour? And like, that was that. I completely dismissed the sport from that one little scenario. I went from like free diving is amazing to free diving is the dumbest thing ever. Um, so that was it. I'm like, free diving is really stupid. Um, and and that was kind of what I thought about it. Now, as a working dive instructor, you're you can't just you there's always going to be an aspect of free diving right i mean like even i was never like an, but if someone drops their weight belt and i'm in the shallow reef like is it really do i really want to you know hook on all the stuff just to pop down and, and get the weight belt or their math so like in the beginning it was just like a little a little free diving like that um our our wreck that we used to 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 hook up to the thunderbolt had uh it didn't have a mooring ball in the surface the mooring ball was like 15 foot underwater so you'd have to like you know free dive down and clip mm. on um and you know if the current was bad it might be 25 you know whatever but you know i thought i was like a macho free diver because i could like you know they, we made a big deal out of the the dive master's got to go up front and jump dead jump and i jump off with the rope and you know try to hook us up whatever but you know I had very minimal freediving uh, ability, but just from doing that kind of over and over, I got a little bit of um, mm. uh, a freediving ability. Um, but yeah, that was kind of how it just kind of came about was just from just, for, you know, I was never just in the beginning, I want to be a freediver. I just had to do some of it because of my job. Right. So then did you obviously decide to take a course? Although well, you yeah, so I guess so. You know, the, Okay, let's see. So I can remember my first, like, okay, so that was my first free dive. I, mean, I definitely remember that was my first real free dive. Um, then I can remember, like, I started because I've got an obsessive personality about things. And I, I started to be like, I'm going to become obsessed with free diving, but I kept getting blocked because it, it, I could, so I remember this. I remember being uh, on a, a, a day off. Um, me and some of the captains and crew, and I would have like crew dives where we could go diving without like the customers around, which was super cool. And we went to something called Shrimp Boat Reef and it was 50 foot. And basically me and the captain made a bet that, you know, we we're gonna come up with sand. So I'm like, all right, so that now that the gauntlet has been thrown, I am going to free dive down to the sand because there's a bet involved. And so like, there's, you know, that, that's it, right? So I'm, you know, I'm going down. I had never been past like 20 or 30 feet before and it was, I just remember pain. I remember being uncomfortable. I'm like, you know, I wasn't smart enough to think that I was going to die, but I think that started to cross my mind. It was just awful. But I mean, I came up with the sand and I flew up to the surface, um, but there was, you know, yay, I won the bet. I, I came up with sand, but I, it was, I didn't like it. Like there was nothing fun about it. It was just this kind of painful feeling. And of course I would brag to anyone who would listen, you know, about my 50 foot free dive, you know, at the bar, right? Let me tell you my friends, you know, the, the seas was angry that day. And, but I was determined that I was gonna go to the shrimp boat reef and I'd tell everybody, but I didn't like it. It was, there was nothing kind of fun about it. Um, but I, I kind of was after that, I remember hearing people about, they would free dive on the Thunderbolt and the Thunderbolt's, you know, the deck's at a hundred foot. Like, how can you free dive? To like, I mean, okay, I was like, maybe you could like touch this, maybe they could touch the deck like like I did on a 50, but I, I, and I would hear about free divers, and I was like, but I mean, the only thing I could figure was that they must have like immense tolerance to pain, like some sort of trick, like the, the monks can like burn their hands and have. I'm like, is anytime I do anything with free diving, it's just so painful, and so that's kind of what I figured. I remember. I remember like, okay, I'm not an idiot. Like, I, I can't hold my breath very long. So if I want to get better at free diving, I should just lay on the couch and practice holding my breath. I'm like, that seems <laughs> obvious. 
And I would do that and it was awful. It would hurt my lungs. And I'm like, I'm not like, I'm like, why can't I, I would just do it more and more. And it just hurt. It was painful. And I just kept thinking like, okay, free divers, they really, that's it. They just have like pain. They can have immense tolerance. It's only I can figure out. Um, and then I heard about Kirk Kroc uh, back then. He was the founder of performance freediving. And I heard about these freediving classes he did. And, you know, back then, like that was it. There wasn't like, you know, it was Kirk and then Martin from Freediving Instructors International. Those are basically in the United States. There was the two people. If you mm -hmm. want to learn to dive, you found out whatever city those people were in and you flew to it and you did, that was it. Like there was no like, you know, there was no freediving courses. And I remember looking at their website and I remember guffawing at the, the little, you know, the little blurb. And it said the average student is a four to five minute breath hold and a hundred foot freedive. And I'm like, that is the biggest bunch of nonsense. I'm like, I, okay, I don't doubt that a, a person somewhere did a four to five minute breath hold and, you know, a person somewhere can free dive to 100 feet. Like, I mean, I, I've heard of people that can, but that, you, there's no way that's what the student does. Right. Mm -hmm. And I was just like, and I was like, oh, this is like the bunch of, oh, it's like a bunch of like bad false advertising. And, and, you know, there wasn't much information about free diving, but I remember like searching on the forums and I found out about people that, oh, yeah, I took that class with Kirk and that. And I started reading people say the average person is a 45 minute breath hold. The average person does a hundred foot dive. And I'm like, what? I'm like, How can that be possible? And I'm like, all right, that's it. Right. So I, I signed up for the course. So for the folks that were in the dive industry, you'll think this part of the story is funny. So my, I worked at a very, 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 very busy dive shop. Um, and so to leave for vacation was always a, a problem, right? Cause the owner never wanted, especially cause I was the head instructor. Like, you know, if I wasn't there, there was turning away a lot of money from mm. students. Always hard to like. So I knew that the, the, the deal was you ask for permission like six months in advance and you get it in writing. Oh. Hello. Can you still hear me? Yeah. Yeah. Just you already you already began oh. like and then she's like, I got on the internet. And this course costs six hundred, seven hundred dollars. You pay seven hundred dollars to learn how to snorkel. Like, what are you doing? She goes, look. She goes, look. I'm going to teach you how to do it right now. And then she goes, look. All they're going to tell you to do is take a big breath in, kick your feet down, kick your feet up, and then take a breath. You can just give me the seven hundred bucks if you want. <laughs> so I'm like, I think it's a little more advanced than that. But so I I went and and I took the free diving course. And I finally got to go do it in Miami. And before I took that freediving course, you know, now that I had paid the money for it, I really started trying to do the, you know, try to do more breath holding stuff. And so this is a story I tell my students all the time is I could have easily, if I hadn't taken that freediving course without, without any shadow of a doubt, I would have killed myself from blackout before that course started. Cause here's what I started doing. I asked the captain, I said, look, I said, I don't get this freediving stuff. I can't hold my breath. Like, I don't understand how you people do it. And he's, I said, I try to hold my breath on the couch. It didn't work. He goes, oh, he goes, well, you gotta, if you wanna get better holding breath underwater, you gotta practice holding your breath underwater. Oh, that makes a lot of sense, doesn't it? I'm holding my breath on the couch. No wonder I can't do it, right? So, I, so I, what I started doing is we would be at Sombrero with these shallow reefs, which is 25 foot deep. I would put a down line off the back of the boat with a weight belt, you know, so just stick on the bottom and I would, pop down 25 foot underwater and just practice holding my breath underwater looking at the stopwatch 
And then I fly up to the surface. So I'm doing the underwater statics, insanely overweighted, with no one watching me, and I have no idea what I'm doing. Now, I'm also wow. insanely competitive. So here's how this, this is how it's, so I go back to the dive shop on the board, Ted, 47 seconds. So the next dive master comes in, it's like, oh, that guy, he's a, I, I, I easily beat Ted, like Ted sucks. I get, so he's down there, and then you're happy to write my name off the thing and put, you know, John, right? 59 seconds, I come in the next day. Oh, I don't like John, man, I can kill John. So we're doing this, boom, 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 every day, we're all of us, all the instructors are doing underwater, under, underwater statics, overweighted with no one watching us, with competition, like, Unless scuba instructors doing this. Yeah, all scuba instructors. We have no idea anything about freediving. And so I remember I had put the the last time I wrote on that thing was two minutes and 13 seconds before I went up to my freediving course. Wow. So I took my freediving course and I remember Kirk, and it's funny because I obviously, you know, Kirk is the guy that I learned from and I, you know, so many things that I do, I learned from him. One of the things he would do in the very beginning is ask, why are you here? Um, and so almost everyone in that class said the same thing that most all of my students do when I ask them that same question, because a lot of the students are spear fishermen. Back then, that was the only people taking freediving class. Now we've got more people. But so anyway, so you know, every, basically every person is like, dive deeper, stay longer, shoot bigger fish, dive deeper, stay longer, shoot bigger fish. And he says, why are you here, Ted? I said, I'm new to this freediving thing, but I've been in the Keys for a couple of years, and I keep hearing about these fatalities from these freedivers and spear fishermen. And the one thing that they always say is they don't understand because the person was really good. And mm-hmm. I'm like, so the reason I'm here is I don't want to die. Yeah. And he was like, that, <laughs> that is a good answer. <laughs> and so that was like the basis of me and Kirk's friendship right at the beginning. And then of course, everyone else was, you know, dive deeper, shoot bigger fish, you know, and also, oh yeah, not die like he said. <laughs> but uh, so I took the class, first day of class, first day of class, I did a four minute breath hold. First day. Huh. And it was easy. It was easy. I was doing 213 was my best ever. And I felt like I was going to die. And I can looking back, I can assure you I was seconds away from having a blackout. And and then I did four minutes the first day. I did five minutes the second day. That was hard. But I'm like, I couldn't, I couldn't believe it. Uh, And so that's the one thing that, you know, I always say when I'm interacting, when people are interested in freediving, right? Especially scuba divers, right? I mean, scuba divers are the best group to be free divers because you have all the boxes ticked off. You like being in the water, right? You're, you know how to deal with seasickness. You're not afraid if there's a fish in the water. You're not afraid of shark. Like you, you have all the things. The only thing that you don't want to do is you don't know how to hold your breath, right? Mm-hmm. Like it's hard to take someone who doesn't have all those things and turn them into a free diver. But if you're comfortable in the water, you know, all that stuff is really easy to become a free diver. So the, I mean, obviously that story should help people understand, but here's the, I think the best way that I can explain it. I was at DEMA years ago and there was a, a pool. Um, you know, they, you know, they have the pool, you can, the scuba divers can try out all the gear. And so PFI rented it out for a breath hold demonstration and they put me in charge of it. And so we had eight people show up and these were eight scuba divers, no free diving experience whatsoever. So I said, all right, here we go. First thing we're gonna do, do a breath hold contest. So three, two, one, who can hold the breath the longest? Boom, and I put them on the spot and I made them hold their breath. The longest out of the eight people was 47 seconds, right? And I remember, you know, he's red faced and wheezing like, oh my God, that was awful, I would do that again. You free divers are crazy, right? So I spent 15 minutes with these people. You have to understand my interval course has like seven hours of classroom. This is 15 minutes with these people. And I got six of the eight people to do a three minute breath hold with. Wow. 15 minutes of training, 
right? And so what I what I always want people to understand is we all, I mean, especially as scuba diver, because you're already water people, you have the ability to hold your breath a long time, but it's all technique. You would never figure it out. You would never just like repeatedly hold your breath and over again and figure out how to do that, right? It's all technique. Um, so I always say the biggest secret to holding your breath a long time is not what you do when you hold your breath, it's what you do before the breath hold started, right? It's how you prepare. Um, there's this thing called the mammalian dive reflex, which is like super, there's so much really cool physiology in free diving. So the mammalian dive reflex really simply is uh, dolphin seals and whales are mammals, human beings or mammals. Dolphin seals and whales are full-time residents of the water. We as human beings are part-time residents of the water, some more than other. Um, and genetically encoded in these mammals, dolphin seals and whales are what's called this diving reflex. And it's one of the things that allow these mammals to turn into you know awesome free divers. So genetically encoded in every human being on this planet is the mammalian dive reflex. Whether you want it or not, it is in our DNA because we are mammals. And so what I know how to do and other free diving instructors, the way I always explain it is I know how to reach in your body, adjust the knobs, flip the switches, turn on the, the dials to turn on your mammalian dive reflex, which is why anyone mm. has this ability to hold their, and that's why, I mean, freediving classes, I mean, it's, it's not like, you know, if you took my freediving class and you heard the student did a four to five minute breath hold on a hundred foot dive, people would say, Ted Hardy's freediving class is the best freediving. No, any freediving instructor has a bazillion stories like this. I mean, I'm sure, I'm sure you haven't, it can't be the first time you've heard someone took a freediving class and did this phenomenal performance. It's because it's, it's all in us. It's just, this, it's a technique issue and it's a lot easier than people would think. So once people you know, take a freediving class or understand that's possible, then it just opens up the whole thing of freediving. And, and I think there's a, a must, I think a lot of people, they, they want to fight like freediving better than scuba. It's just like, I just think of it as just another tool to access mm. the water. If you want to be on a wreck in a hundred foot of water, I mean, look, I could, my deepest freedive is 279 feet. When I'm a hundred foot wreck, I like to put a tank on it because I can stay down there. Right. But, you know, if I, if, if you know, Think about how awesome it would be to go out on, on your personal boat or someone else's boat and just have mass fitness snorkel and play around a 40 foot of water, not have to go to the dive shop, not have to get your tanks filled. Um, so it's it's, uh, it's just another tool to add to your disposal. Um, and a whole other thing I won't go into, but um, is it it makes it absolutely would make it makes you a better scuba diver, scuba diver, tech diver, whatever. It's a it's a great way to become a better scuba diver as well. We have heard that from people yeah. saying that learning to free dive has changed and made them a better scuba diver, whether yeah. it's air yeah, it's consumption or, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. I guess there's no reason I shouldn't expand on that. <laughs> this is a perfect audience. So so I, the, there's, a, there's a couple things. Uh, first off, uh, I think the obvious one is gonna be air consumption. Mm. Right, so as a working dive professional in the Keys, I mean, I was literally diving every single day for you know three years, you know, diving you know five, six days a week. I mean, you, you dive a lot, right? So I, I don't care. If you do that, you're going to get good air consumption, right? You know, this is the way it works. Um, and then I took the freediving class and I get into freediving and there was no question that I, I saw, a, I saw a jump, I saw a massive improvement in my air consumption. And that's already from someone who's diving as much as I was, like, you, you don't expect when you're diving that much. You don't expect to have mm. any improvement, right? You expect all your improvement to come in the beginning, right? When you're new. Um, and so learning those breathing techniques that we use for freediving with some minor adjustments absolutely helped uh, help my uh, air consumption as a scuba diver. I actually wrote an article recently for a tech diving 
um, to again, like they're people that should be getting us into free diving because if there's people that are obsessed about their, you know, their depth air consumption, their surface air consumption as tech divers, right? So I was explaining how there's, you know, you should be looking into that. So, so, so there's the breathing aspect of it. So that's one thing. Um, another thing that free divers are obsessed about is efficiency. We have one breath mm -hmm. and we're going to do whatever we're going to do with it. So my form in the water, my streamlining. I mean, scuba divers talk about streamlining. Like, you know, like you get the, oh, people got stuff dangling everywhere. And you want to, but I mean, like they don't really, it, I mean, like if you're kicking along the wreck, I mean, yes, streamlining is important to a point, but not really because you just take another breath and keep kicking. Yeah. But as a free diver, I mean, if I can make, I mean, like not everyone will be able to see the video, but like, you know, if, if I'm going down like this, which if the average freediver, if they're going down, they're going to have their hand over the head and they have their elbow out like this, and then we pitch in their nose to equalize their ears. This drag almost doubles the amount of surface area I'm yeah. pushing through the water yeah. as opposed to this, right? I literally just, I just, I just cut my surface area in half, right? Which means, so I'm super really focused on streamlining because I'm lazy. I want to, I don't want to do more work. If I have bad form, that means got to train hard. I don't want to train. It's hard to train. I'd rather just have good technique and good form. Yeah. Um, so, so from a streamlining perspective, you know, it, it's a huge, it's a, it makes a huge difference. Uh, but again, scuba divers don't, I mean, I, of course they think about it to some extent, but not as much. And when I, mm -hmm. now when I scuba dive, I'm like, actually like really, I'm like a streamlined scuba diver, which really streamlined. Um, and things like kicking efficiency, like again, as a, I mean, I'm sure you know if you're a, if you're an active scuba diver, you know there's a lot of bad people, you know, kicks and all these crazy things out there. But again, it's just as a free diver, it, you 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 can't do that. Or okay, no, that's not you can't. People still do, but it's just in such in your interest to have good kicks mm. because it's totally limiting what you can do. You know, there's plenty of scuba divers that have been scuba diving for many years that have terrible kicks, and it doesn't matter. It's not like they can't go see the wreck. They just keep breathing and just, you know, they use a lot more air than they need to be. Yeah. So it's, it's really helpful with that. Um, it's also, it puts depth in a different perspective. So again, remember if I said 99% uh, of my divings were, it was in, in Marathon, Florida. We had one deep wreck dive. So <laughs> the majority of my deep wreck diving was on this one particular wreck. And it was, you know, the sand's at 120 foot, uh, the deck's at 100 feet. Um, and so when I would, you know, we would take the customers down there. We were actually, we were, our dive ship actually, I was always, I was always in the water with the customers. I was counting them down and counting them up to make sure we didn't leave anyone. Um, and I have, I would have a spare, uh, a tank with me in case someone had a problem down there, I could help them. But, um, that hundred, I wasn't scared to do that dive because I did it all the time for my job, but a hundred, that was like deep. That is deep. I'm like, this is a deep scuba dive. When I found out that I could free dive to a hundred feet, that dive was no longer deep and i'm not saying i was scared to do it it just changed my perspective on it, it just made me realize hey if something goes wrong here like i i can go up and down here without even a tank so it just it 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 it, it, it makes you it changes your perspective of depth it helps your confidence i mm. think a lot um so it made me a lot i mean I, again it's not to say i was scared when i was down there before but i don't know how to explain it, it just made me it just it just made me better able to handle those type of situations because I was not in any part of me think like oh my god I'm really deep I'm not yeah. free dive down here all the time I mean, I've got a tank on so if something goes wrong like I'm really I'm really not that bad of a situation.
Yeah, is it like a calming effect? Because I think somebody has said that to us. It's you feel more calm as a, or it, it makes you calmer as a scuba diver when you've done yeah. free diving. Yeah. So part of free diving, if you remember, I said one of the things I said was the biggest secret to holding your breath is not how long, it's not what you do during the breath, it's what you do beforehand. So we do a lot of things to calm us down mentally. Um, you know, mentally and that physical thing I talked about the mammalian dive reflex. But yeah, so when I when I scuba dive, which is not very often anymore, but I come at it, I, I don't, it's not even that I plan to, it's just that when I get in the water scuba diving, I am in a so much better space than I used to be when I was a professional scuba diver, because I'm the free diving stuff's happening kind of behind the scenes. Now I'm making myself calm, right? I'm breathing a certain way. And when I get into the water, it's just, it's just even better um, mm. than what I used to do. Um, so, so it's funny. I, my highest scuba rating was a, uh, Patty staff instructor, I guess. Yeah, staff instructor. Yeah, I, I took a refresher course as a Patty staff instructor, and that was really funny. I hadn't been diving in like nine years, and so I'm like, as I showed up, they were so the, the folks were trying to get me to. My, Kathy, my girlfriend, she wanted to go scuba diving. We hadn't been diving in a while, and she wanted to, and I was kind of like, ah, I don't really want to. I'm going to read or whatever. And so the guys behind the counter, oh, are you afraid of scuba diving? I'm like, no, I'm not afraid. I just don't want to do it. And they're like, oh, come on, man, you should do it. You should do it. Don't don't leave her all alone. And they started razzing me and I'm like, okay, like, yeah, look, I can, yeah, I can scuba dive. I used to be an instructor and they're like, you'd be an instructor. I'm like, yeah, I used to be an instructor. I just haven't dove in nine years. So I probably should take a refresher course. And they didn't believe me. And so I got mad. So they would have got my patty instructor or whatever it was that's, you know, gave my staff instructor card. And so they sent me to the pool the next day. They didn't tell the guy that was training me that I was a staff instructor, right? It was me and my girlfriend. She's a scuba instructor. I'm a staff, or used to be staff instructor. And I just didn't want to say anything. I didn't want to make the guy feel awkward. So I was just like, I'm just going to be a good little student. Um, and he he was mortified. He didn't know that I, but he was like new and he had his cards and was flipping through his cards and was all scared and nervous. And, you know, it was, it was really funny. Um, but he takes us through the refresher course. And uh, I was happy to hear that, you know, he's okay. Because we got one last thing to do, Dad and Kathy. And I just... I don't, I mean, people get nervous about this, and, but there's no reason to get nervous. So I don't want you to get nervous, okay? Because I know you can do this, but we're going to kneel down underwater and you're, you're going to have to take your mask like all the way off and you're going to have to put it back on. And then basically all I have to do is get you to clear it, right? If you can just clear that mask out, like, you know, it will be the last thing and then we'll get to go scuba dive. So we did the mask clear and I was so happy to hear that he said, that is the best mask clear I have ever seen. <laughs> so I was like, all right, I still can clear my mask good. So he, then he takes us out on the refresher dive and he proceeds to, we, he shoots the lift bag up because there's boat traffic and he proceeds to get tangled in the lift bag, shoots himself up to the surface. Right. Right? And he comes back down and he finally gets himself sorted and he comes up to me and he asks me if I'm okay. I'm like, me? <laughs> I'm, like, I'm like, I can consider myself refreshed. I'm like, I, I, all right, I'm all good, bye. Um, but that was my refresher course. Wow. <laughs> oh, it's, yeah, very <laughs> entertaining. So you, <laughs> obviously you got the love of free diving. So then did you decide I want to be a free diving instructor? Just flip it on ahead from scuba diving instructor to Yeah, so so I took the free diving course and when I came back from that free diving course, I was still working in the dive shop and but then like I was full on obsessed about free diving. Scuba diving was my job, so I would go into work and do my job and I would talk about free diving to anyone who would listen you know, on the boat or after work, I'd be talking about free diving. And then my day off, I was free diving. I was not scuba diving. I was either going spearfishing, I was going training. Um, and mm -hmm. I was like full on borderline, you know, obsessed with free diving. 
Um, but there was no next thing. There was no, there was no classes there. I mean, I took the class. There was no other classes. Um, and there was not a lot of, I was trying to fix from the internet, but it was about nine months later, Kirk ran a instructor. It was the first ever PFI instructor program. So I'm like, yes, so I went out to Hawaii. It was a 10 day program and there were like seven or eight of us, uh, two of us passed. So not only did I pass, he gave me a job offer on the spot and said, hey, we wanted you to come work for us. And we're basically going to fly around all these cities every week and we'll fly a hotel. You, you know, I'm just like, yes, 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 yes. I want to do that. Right. So for about a year and a half, every weekend, I would go on what I call the PFI Roadshow, where I'd, you know, Kirkwood, we do a class in Key West and do a class in, and you know, Miami, then we do a class in Fort Lauderdale, then we go to a class in North Carolina, then we go to Kona, and then we do all the cities in Hawaii, then we do California. And so wow. I did that for about a year and a half. And I was so lucky to work directly under Kirk. So for those who don't know, Kirk uh, is the founder of Performance Freediving. Uh, he has an incredible freediving resume, his technical scuba diving. He's been a pioneer in every way in the sport for a long, 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 long time. Um, and so I was so lucky to be mentored by him during that time period. Um, and I might've chafed at the way that it worked at the time, because the way it would work is like he would, you know, as a new instructor, he would let me teach like one little piece of the, you know, I, I could teach like a couple slides and he'd be there grading me and I'd have to get a perfect score before I could, he'd let me teach the next section. And so, you know, over time, you know, he was like, okay, you can, you, I'm comfortable with you doing the entire classroom presentation, which back then was like 14 hours of, it was like two days of PowerPoint presentations. And then he was like, all right, I'm comfortable with you doing all the pool stuff. And so I remember there was a while when my, like my final tests where he wouldn't, he wouldn't show up for the classroom or the pool session. He would fly in like two days late and, and we'd go out to the ocean and he's like, all right, let's see how the students do. If they did good, <laughs> they do good. You did a good job. If they do bad, it's on oh. you. I, I, need, I need to get more involved again though. So it was like super stressful. Um, but yeah, so that's how, that's how it worked is, is um, I did that for, for you know, probably two years working for them. And then eventually at some point, uh, I decided to start immersion freediving where I was gonna run PFI courses on my own. Um, and the big thing I wanted to do was I wanted to do it based in Portland. So instead of traveling all over the place, if I could just sit in one place, make the students come to me, it makes mm. my life a lot easier. Yeah. Um, and so that was kind of the the big thing back then was would that, you know, would that work? And uh, it did not work. <laughs> it did not work for a while because you know, back then it was like, okay, I'm gonna get a course from Kirk, you know, the founder of performance freediving, and he was trained 13 people to bazillion world records and like this icon of the sport. Or there was Martin Stepanek, right, who's a 20 time world record holder and runs, you know, at the FI. So those are like the two dueling agencies and the head of those agencies. Or I can get a course from Ted Hardy, the scuba instructor I've never heard of. <laughs> uh, so yeah, I always say, like, I wouldn't take a course from me either. So it was definitely um, not easy. <laughs> in, in, in the beginning and also freedom courses weren't popular then like people didn't understand what they were uh so it was um so the, was, are you finding it's more popular now and oh my god yes i mean yeah. so i used to talk about how it would I mean to for i mean god i i my, my my classes i would have no one sign up i mean like no like zero like i'd have it all scheduled and no one would sign up for the classes i remember like my girlfriend kathy 
He's like, oh, let's go see this concert. I'm like, oh, no, 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 I can't go to that concert. I have a class schedule. Like, you know, I got a free day. I was trying to convince her. I, have the, I was a big business person. I have a free day business. And I'm like, no, no, I can't go to that weekend. I have a, a concert book. And then, of course, like, you know, the, the weekend would show up. And I'm like, well, if you still have those tickets, I can go because no one signed up for my class. Um, <laughs> it, was, it was very difficult. Um, to, to to yeah, yeah, to get that going in the beginning. Um, and it took forever. When I sold out my first, it was probably two years before I ever sold out a course. And now I hear all these instructors and they put something on the website and like, you know, two months later, their course sells out. I'm just like, ah, you have no idea. Because now people know what freediving courses are. I mean, I mean, you know, every freediving agency on the planet, excuse me, every scuba agency on the planet now teaches freediving. Mm, yeah. I mean, back then in 2000, when I, when I was teaching freediving in 2009, there were like seven freediving instructors in the United States. People did not know what freediving classes were. Amazing. Uh, whereas now, like, you know, all the scuba agencies are behind freediving, you know, because there's, there's, there was only so long they're going to let the little, little guys like PFI and FI get all the business. Mm. Right? I mean, it was, um, the, way I, the way I always say it is, is, um, you know, they all were like, oh, you freediving people are a bunch of, uh, you know, you, you're going to kill people, you're a bunch of, you know, cowboys. And then they just kept seeing it grow and grow and grow. And then SSI was the first one, was the first agency to say, we're going to do freediving. So they announced that they were teaching freediving. And I always say all the other agencies said, okay, SSI is going to kill someone. So let's watch and see what happens with SSI. And after like a year, they didn't kill anyone. Then Patty announced freediving. And then now he announced freediving. And then TDI announced freediving. You know, now they, everyone teaches freediving. Um, and it's cool because it's, uh, you know, it's not the fad that they, they've, been, they've been telling me for 15 years. It's a fad. It's like, it's going to go. No, it's not a fad. It's not going away, right? The freediving market has just been in such an amazing growth the whole time I've been involved in it, right? Mm. Um, I mean, it's a, such a great demographic. It's a growing demographic. It's a young demographic. It's a healthy demographic, but it's open, it's open to everyone. Um, and, you know, I'm not as actively involved in the scuba diving anymore, but, uh, I you know, it seemed to me all the time that I've been involved in this in the in the scuba industry and going to DEMA, it's like the argument is, is it is it flat or is it, oh my God, is it slightly going down or is it slightly going up? And it seems like people argue over which one of those three it is. And like free diving is right. And there's no question about it. Free diving is taking off. Yeah. Uh, so it's it's great now that all the scuba agencies are getting behind it. Um and you, you know, think the I, energy is behind why it is taken off at the rate it is. Why, why do you think that is? Yeah, what what do you think is behind that? So a couple of things. So first off, I, and it reminds me of, uh, well, so let's put it this way. I remember years ago, because I still keep in touch with the folks in the Keys that have all the dive shops. And I remember, you know, they know me. I left that and I came to do all this freediving stuff. So they always like to, you know, chit chat with me. He's like, he's the scuba instructor that got into freediving. Um, and he said, you know, Ted, he's like, for the longest time, like, you know, the kids would come in. I try to, you know, convince them to take a scuba course. And now, like, the kids come in, and I say something about a scuba course, and they're like, scuba? Ah, no, my dad's, my dad's scuba's. Like, I want to free dive. Right? So I always think of it, it's like the, it's like the snowboarding, skiing thing. Mm. Right? Like, snowboarding was, like, the cool thing. Um, and I think another thing that's really powerful about it is video. Yeah. There, there's not, I mean, I don't care if, you, if you're a couch potato, you don't know anything about scuba diving or free diving, and you don't do anything outdoorsy, you watch a video of a free diver and you're going to go, <laughs> that's cool. That looks really cool. Look at that guy. Look at that guy. That's so crazy. And you, know, you show that some video of a scuba diver and you don't get that same, you know, because it's bulky and his machine and the bubbles and like. And the know, noise. The yeah. 
Yeah, yeah. I mean, just I mean, you just look at those two videos, same wreck, same spot. The average person is gonna go, look at that guy. Oh my god, look at her. She was holding her breath and she went down, and she went around, and like it's just you immediately people are like, wow. Um, so you know, the I think the 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 fact that it's so easy to see video of what we're doing underwater now. I mean, when I started as a scuba instructor, there wasn't all this amazing footage of what we're doing underwater now. Mm -hmm. It wasn't even GoPros when I was doing it. it was hand anyway, so I think it's um, the video element of it is, I think it's the cool thing. I think you get a little bit of the scuba diving. Yeah, my dad does that, you know, but I'm a, I'm a uh, free diver. Um, certainly in this, you know, at least where I am in the States, uh, a lot of uh, free diving is driven by the spearfishing side of things. Um, no, it's interesting when I started free diving, teaching free diving, I would say 90% of my customers were spearfishers, or 95% of my customers were spearfishermen. Um, but, you know, as I teach, that percentage is going less and less and less. I mean, it's still the majority, but, you know, you'll get people that, you know, they're scuba divers and they want to try free diving, or they want to do it because of the meditative aspects or the yoga aspects or the calming and relaxing. I have people that take free diving classes because they have, you know, anxiety issues. And so I see more and more people coming in for more reasons other than spearfishing. Um, so that's kind of neat to see is that it's just, it's just, it's just growing like crazy. Yeah. I was just thinking about the, you know, some of the exposure suits that a lot of the free divers and especially like what we see on YouTube, you know, they wear like, I suppose, a couple mil uh, suits, um, you know, and the water's warm. It's usually really clear. Yeah, and it just looks really nice. Where when you compare to say, you know, most scuba divers, especially in the UK, yeah, they're diving murky, cold, hard, and big, bulky. Just creating video, you know, in those um, conditions, just a lot more tricky. You mm, need yeah. lights, and you need camera, and and you know, and you need you do you just need all this gear. Then you need all the weight to get you down because yeah. you've got yeah. a dry suit and. Uh, you can see why it appeals. Oh yeah, I mean, so it's funny when I do scuba dive now. The I mean, I still enjoy I, I still enjoy scuba diving, but I despise getting geared up and walking off the boat. Like I feel like, the, <laughs> like I just feel like you know, yeah. where's the free diver? I just you know, it's no different than walking around the boat when you don't get. So like that part really rubs me the wrong way. It, just now that I know free diving, um, is that like you know that like, simple? No, simple. Yeah. Yeah, well, you don't uh, you don't need to lug all that gear to a dive site. You just take your suit, and I guess that's it. And what if you wait? I mean, mass fin and snorkel. I mean, it's it's really cool. I mean, like you know, your free diving bag versus my scuba bag, right? Um, yeah. So it's it's just it's such a neat sport. It's um, you know, people really get into the meditative side of it, mm. the spiritual side of it, um, which is really interesting because there's not. I mean, that kind of stuff is there when scuba, but it's not as forefront. With scuba diving, it's like, you know, I want to see the wreck, or I'm looking for this fish, or I want to get the camera. Um, but I think scuba divers all know that side of that part of scuba diving. It's just somehow, it's just not as much in the forefront as free diving. I remember as a scuba instructor, when I'd be having the, I mean, like, you know, working as a scuba instructor is an awesome job, but if you've ever done it, you also know you want to pull your hair out because of the customer sometimes. And I can remember, like, you know, on just really bad days, I just look at the captain and I put my hand up with five and I said, I said, captain, I need five minutes to go down to the bottom, lay on my back 
and scream really loud for about 30 seconds. And then I seem to sit there for like four minutes and breathe. Otherwise I'm going to, I'm going to do something that I shouldn't do on this boat. So like, and he's like, yep, go five. Right now. Just cause you, I would be so stressed about what was going on, but I can remember like sitting in the sand and just looking up and just breathing and thinking that this is the most relaxing feeling in wow. the world, right? you know, just being underwater and just relaxing. So, I mean, th th that part of it certainly is a part of scuba diving, but you know, freediving, I, I think it just takes it on a, on a, a whole nother, whole nother level for sure. Yeah. Yeah, no, it's really interesting. Do you think the ages entering freediving are a younger set than the people that scuba dive or? Yeah. I mean, you see, I mean, I see more and more younger, younger mm. folks getting in as well. Um, it's great. So the younger folks, I love, um, I, I love working with, with kids because so, so a huge thing in free diving is the safety aspect of it. Yeah. Okay. So people always ask me, right. Cause I mean, certainly anytime you've ever seen free diving on the, in a, whether it's a movie or the news, it, you know, if you ever see free diving on the news or, or in a movie, it's typically, something to do with world record elite free divers it's the most dangerous sport and he could die at any moment and of course there's a video of someone having a blackout and their lips are blue and all this craziness and you're just like oh my god like free diving is insane um and so like you know that movie came out recently the netflix movie the I think, the deepest breath so that was a mm. big free diving movie that came out on netflix yeah and so i, I had people messaging me saying ted i I, I signed up for a freediving class, but after watching that movie, I'm gonna, I'm, I'm canceling. Like it, you, it's, it's crazy. I, I don't want to freedive because it's, it's so crazy. And you know, I'd always, ex I always hate that, that when it's ever freediving is ex the average person that's not a freediver sees it is typically in these, these elite, you know, world record competitions. And so the way I explain that movie, The Deepest Breath, it, it, it talks about it as a, a fatality from a well-known freediving safety. And you see what it's like at the, you know, the, the most the elite freediving competitions, the vertical blue and the world champions and all this stuff. And yeah, you see people blacking out and all these things happening uh, because those people are trying to break, I mean, it push the limits of what the human body can do. Yeah. Right. That, that that is that is such a small i mean sorry that's like one less than one percent of one percent of what actually freediving is so the way i explained it is if you watch that movie and that makes you not want the free dive that would be like watching a movie where someone dies hiking mount everest and you going you people that go hiking in the woods are insane right mm -hmm. like that's just that's not what freediving is right like it, here's compared to scuba do people scuba dive to to 800 feet yeah do they die a lot doing that yeah Right? But when people think of scuba diving, they don't think of 800 foot crazy technical scuba divers. They think of like pitting around at the reef at 30 or 40 feet. And that's the same thing freediving is, but for whatever reason, then the media picks up on it. It's only that, that bad that, stuff. They like the drama, <laughs> yeah. Right, right. I mean, if everyone always talked about scuba was the technical divers that dive, you know, because they were pushing the limits of what technical diving can do, like you would think, well, oh, you people that go on the reef are crazy. Um, anyway, so I got a little sidetracked there. So, so the, the thing about, originally asked about kids, and I'm, I'll get back to that. But is people are always asking me, is freediving safe? And I always say the same thing. The way most people do it, no. The way most people freedive, no, it's not safe. And here's why. Because 90% of the people that freedive have never taken a freediving class, okay. right? You are obviously all well-versed in the scuba world. I mean, what is every scuba diver on the planet forced to do? Take a scuba course, 
with a licensed instructor and there's a classroom session you have to actually pass a test and there's pool training and i mean in the ocean i mean basically what i do as a scuba instructor is i throw you into the ocean and i demand prove to me that you can handle anything that can go wrong and mm -hmm. only if i believe that you can handle all that and prove to me that something happens to me that you can fix it and if i don't believe you can do all those things you don't get to go scuba diving I mean, that's the way a scuba class works yeah. now let's think about free divers you walk into the dive shop because you saw some cool freediving video and you're like, ooh, give me those fins. No, 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 the big ones, the big, big, big ones, big, big ones. And I want the, cam yeah, the cam no, not that wetsuit. I want the camo one. Give me the camo wetsuit. Give me the little teeny tiny mask, right? Oh, you got a camo snorkel? Give me the camo snorkel. And I want a spear gun. No, 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 I want the big one with like four bands on it. Give me the big, right? You swipe your credit card for $1,500 and it's up to you to figure out how to not kill yourself. So like when you look at it that way, it's not that surprising we have an issue. There's no gatekeeper for freediving. You can, if you have a pool, you can see how long you hold your breath. If you have a boat, you can see if you can freedive down to that wreck at the bottom. So it's, not, I always just say it's not, it's not that it's the way most people do freediving is dangerous because most people don't have any idea what they're doing. They haven't, I mean, imagine if scuba, you could walk into the dive shop, buy a tank BC and regulator, and they said, here's some YouTube videos. Like that's what <laughs> we have for freediving. Well, I didn't know I couldn't hold my breath and fly to the surface. I didn't know that I couldn't take like 10 tanks down and just stay down for seven hours. Like you, you mean all the things you wouldn't know. So um, freediving is an extremely safe sport when done correctly. I wouldn't be able to get insurance to teach it if it was. Yeah, it wasn't. it's really true when you put it like that. Yeah, but it's but that's unfortunately the issue that we have. Um, and so, yeah, it's it's. Um, it, that that part is a is a is is a problem. Today's episode is sponsored by Narked at Ninety. So let's find out a bit more about them. Narked at Ninety, their tagline has been beyond technical, which describes them pretty well. John Routley and Brent Hudson launched the company over twenty years ago. They are both technical divers who have logged thousands of mixed gas dives between them over a thirty-year period. Using their engineering know-how and diving expertise have developed bespoke personal, commercial and military diving equipment and products of a universally recognised unparalleled calibre. Their ability to be adaptive and versatile with their developments led them to support the NHS during COVID. Using their superior knowledge of breathing and oxygen monitoring systems to help develop emergency ventilators. They also design and supply the sneaky stuff used by defence-based development groups throughout the Western world, although they can't tell us much about that. If you're thinking of moving across to tech diving or completely new to diving, Narked at 90 can advise and guide on the best equipment and setup for your personal or commercial requirements. Narked at 90 have unparalleled experience of shearwater dive computers, and are the longest serving and sole and UK European service centre for those. They are happy to offer technical support, servicing, repairs and upgrades to all Shearwater computers, past and present. Narked at 90 stock Shearwater computers, but are also stockers and technical support centre for many other manufacturers, including Divesoft, JJCCR, Hollis, Revo and Kiss Rebreathers. Based centrally in the UK, Narked at 90 also offer full rebreather head servicing for selected manufacturers. Bespoke cable assemblies. Advice on specific fitting requirements. Suggestions and guidance for home builds. Computer laser cutting and engraving. 
pressure testing to simulate 400 meter dives. So Narked at 90, a reputation built on supporting both manufacturers and divers worldwide. Go to narkedat90.com and make sure you are following their social media to keep up to date with their latest news and offers. Narked at 90, large enough to cope, small enough to care. Now, originally what made me go on that tangent is you said about kids. And the reason I love teaching kids is when I teach people a class and I teach them all the safety, everyone always says, it just, that makes so much sense. Like if you, like, why would you do it any other way than the way that you're describing and it's safe? And when you, when you teach a kid who knows no other way, it's very easy to get them to buy in. They're just like, well, that makes perfect sense. Anyone that does it other way is crazy. Now, you take someone who's been spearfishing for 40 years, you know, 30 years, way longer than I've ever been free diving. I try to say everything they're doing is crazy and is unsafe and like you need to do it my way. That's harder to get them yeah. to switch, right? But when you when you start off the right way, it, it's 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 easy. It's so yeah. easy to get the ball. So I I love you know working with the kids because it's very easy to get them to do things uh, the safe way because they don't know any better. And my way makes a lot of sense. Um, it's just hard when you start trying to convince someone who's been doing it for 30 years to do it a different way. Yeah. Do you think it'll ever get regulated like diving? So you have to have a certification to... You know, I don't know. One, how would you... Yeah. The, way, the only way scuba works that way is we control the tank. Yeah. That's really the only way that works. You want to come on our boat? You want to get your tank filled? Prove that you have a course. You want to come on my boat? Prove that you have a course, right? But with free diving, I mean, mm -hmm. you, could, you could stop people from going on a commercial boat and you couldn't free dive unless you showed them a card, but you can't stop people from going off the beach, going to the, I mean, there's so I, I don't think, I mean, even if you did, like, what would that mean? Like, you can't stop people from holding mm. their breath. So I don't think it will ever be regulated in that way, like, like scuba diving. No. Uh, yeah. And so that just, it's, it's like, you know, as the sport is growing, which it is, and I love all the things that are happening, the fatalities are growing along with it because you know more and more people are getting excited about it and then like you know you got all the nonsense on youtube and you know yeah you can you can get on youtube and find out all sorts of stuff about how to get good at free diving and they don't tell you anything about how to be safe mm, yeah right? so. very true yeah yeah but i'm sure that people listening to this will be like enthusiastic to maybe yeah. give it a go <laughs> it's just yeah. yeah so so i would say the the so my you know my mission is to do more to raise awareness about shallow or blackout than any other person on the planet. Um, and the way that I plan to do that, or am starting to do that, is I've got, so I never, again, all this stuff about safety is, is, is you know, I never liked the idea that if you wanted to be, learn to be safe, that the only, you know, the way to do that is through a freediving course, is what if you can't afford a course, or what if there's no mm -hmm. course, I mean, what if you live in Indiana, there's no freediving instructor within like 800 miles of you. Um, and so years ago, uh, at the Blue Wild, I won an award for promoting safety to the spear. Blue Wild is like the biggest freediving spearfishing conference in the U.S. Um, and I, they got on stage. They gave me an award for promoting safety. They gave me a big $2,000 check. And I, with, within two weeks, I used that check to uh, buy freedivingsafety.com, uh, pay for the web guy, and I hired two professional video guys to come to my house and create the free course um, at freedivingsafety.com, which is basically if you came and took a course from me, Every single thing I would teach you about safety, how to, you know, all the, you know, all the rules, how to tell if you're overweighted, what to do, what's the loss of motor, how to save someone from a blackout, all that stuff is laid out in that course. Um, and so that is a, if you want to get, if you're interested in freediving, 
you know, that's a great starting point because you know, you want to be, you want to do it in a safe way. I remember this was 15 years ago, but we had a situation where someone signed up for a class. They were going to come take our class and we were teaching them to be safe and they died spearfishing before they could show up for class. Mm-hmm. Right. I mean, because just because you sign up for a class doesn't mean you instantaneously become safe. Most people that sign up for freediving courses are out there doing like between when they sign up and when they show up are doing a lot of unsafe things. Mm. Uh, so yeah, that's one of the things that I'm trying to do is, you know, get that out there um, to, to provide for free, right? Because again, like, you know, maybe you don't know if you're how committed you are to freediving and you want to spend the money for a course, but the problem is they're, you're out there doing it. Right. And you don't realize what what you could be doing is it could be could be dangerous. Yeah. So to uh, access this free course, is there a is it an app or is it online? Freedivingsafety.com. Right. Okay. That's uh, good for any freedivers out there around the world that are listening to it. Yeah. And for for the scuba divers that, you know, are interested in it. You know, I also say it's great for um, (laughs) I would recommend it sometimes because when parents would want they want to send their kid to me to take a freediving course and i'm like you know they're going you know i want to send you know little johnny to take the courses i've heard you're good and all that stuff and i want Johnny to be safe i'm like okay so let me explain i'm not trying to talk you out of sending johnny to save me but let me explain what's happening you send johnny to me what's going to happen is i'm going to teach him how to be safe and so what that means is if something happens to someone that johnny is diving with johnny will be able to fix that but that doesn't mean that person will be able to help Johnny. So basically you're paying me to make Johnny's friends be safe. Yeah. yeah. You want Johnny to be safe. So if you want Johnny to be safe, you need to get Johnny's friend to come to the class That's and true. so that they both learn how to do it. And if you don't have a friend like that, then you need to come to, you know, if you're diving on the boat, like what's going on? So like, oh yeah, we take him, you know, well, fine. If you, if you guys go fa- as, a, as a family spearfishing, then one of you else needs to take the class. Even if you don't plan on being a free diver, at least so you can be on the surface and know what to do. Um, and I would sometimes have situations where I would say, uh, okay, you at least need to go through freedivingsafety.com so that you know what safe freediving looks like. So if that kid comes back and says, oh no, I can do this and that, you can go, <laughs> Oh, no, 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 no. That is not what Ted said. Ted did not say you could do that because sometimes if you're a parent, you're trying to supervise these kids and you don't know what they're doing. How would you know if they said, you know, oh, this is safe because you don't know. So sometimes it's a situation of I would have, you know, I'd make the parents go through just so they could, you know, if they were the, if they were supervising the group, they knew what the real, <laughs> the real uh, rules were. Yeah. Well, it's a good way of getting more people involved as well. If you, yeah, sort of saying everybody needs to help each other. And- they've got to be yeah. safe first, haven't they? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's you know, in scuba diving, it's just, it's hard to relate to this, but every scuba diver knows what to do if their buddy runs out of air. Yes. Now, they, might not, they might not practice that to the level that they should and all that sort of stuff, but they, they know, you know, they have an, they understand what to do. Most people that are free dive, they don't know what a blackout looks like. They don't know what they're supposed to do if it happens, because why would they know that? They don't, they, you know, no one's ever explained that to them. Yeah. And I guess free diving is a bit different because you can free dive alone. You can spearfish alone. You don't have to have a buddy. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So I mean, that's, that's how a lot of people do it. I mean, you know, unfortunately, we lose a lot of people that way. Um, and you know, so the I would say the biggest objection I get to to safety is they say things like, you know, like, you know, like so I always say I give these presentations to the spearfishing club, or I'm up at the blue wild doing a presentation on safety, because I'm always talking about safety. And, um, you know, they'll say things like, all right, Ted, like, you know, you know, I appreciate that presentation. That was great. And my kids, absolutely, I'm going to make them do all that stuff that you said. But I, you know, see, I, 
Um, I've, I, you know, I don't push myself. Uh, I'm in tune with my body. You know, I know my limits. In fact, I've never had a problem before, so I know that I'm being safe. Now, so here's the thing. You, when I first started teaching freediving, I, I would dismiss that argument, but it took me a long time to realize you have to listen. That is a very strong argument. If you're saying, Ted, I've been doing this for 10 years. I don't push myself. I'm not crazy. I've never, I've never had a problem. So that proves I'm being safe. And then I'm going, you're not being safe. They're, they're making a pretty good argument. And so you really have to address that. And so it took me a long time to realize that I can't just dismiss what they're saying. So what I would say is, okay, if you've never had a problem, that's, that's awesome. But that doesn't mean you're being safe. Yeah. It just means you've never had a problem. Mm -hmm. right? But being safe means is if you have a problem, what will happen to you? If you were to black out and you're overweighted and you have no one watching you, what will happen is you will sink down to the bottom of the ocean. Two minutes later, you'll take terminal gasp and you'll be dead. That's not safe. All you're doing is crossing your fingers and saying you hope you don't black out. Um, and the problem is, this is such a hard thing to convince to people. People say, well, I don't push myself. I know my limits. I'm into with my body. So here's the shocking thing. Whenever I've got videos, I've got this one video that I use a lot. It's a video of a spear fisherman who has 30 years of experience. So he's 30, way more freediving experience than I have. 30 years of experience. He typically dies by himself. He's overweighted and he typically dies by himself. In this video, he was diving with two of my friends who are both freediving instructors, Ren and Ashley from Evolve Freediving, amazing instructors. Uh, and there's video. And so this is on a, on a 50 foot dive. He's an 80 foot spearman. He regularly dives in 80 foot. So this is, so he's not diving crazy deep. He dives on a 50 foot. If it's a 50 foot dive, you see him, he shoots the fish. He's coming up he, about 20 feet from the surface. You see the kick starting to get a little softer, right? And then you see, so the way when someone backs out underwater, you see release of air. So you see the bubbles coming out. Then when the release of air happens, because he's overweighted, he starts sinking down to the bottom. Now, of course, the guy camera with the camera was Ren Chapman, was in freediving instructor, was there, you know, we, that's called an underwater blackout, very easy to fix. He was there, we able to take him, take him to service, fix him, the guy was fine. Um, but 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 so, so, so there's a lot of things that unpack in that video. First off, when I show that video to the spear fisherman, I say, where was the point where that guy asked for help? And they're like, well, he didn't. I'm like, yeah, because now the physics behind this is rather complicated, but the, the, the partial pressure of oxygen drops extremely rapidly as we get near the surface. So when people say I would feel it coming or I would know my limits, no, actually you won't. There's video proof of someone who, who, who looks, he hadn't, and you, my friends there talked about it because I felt fine. Most any people that I talked to that had an underwater blackout say they felt fine. They felt nothing was wrong. And then boom, they go out. So when people say, but I don't push myself and I know my limits, mm. actually really hold up in the real world. Um, so it's, but it's so hard to convince people of that. And to make matters more confusing is anyone, any normal, well, not normal person, most people have tried holding their breath at some point. And if you've tried holding your breath at some point, if I were to draw a graph of discomfort over time, it would just be a 45 degree line. There's nothing earth shattering about this graph that I'm drawing. The longer that you hold your breath, the more it hurts. Okay, Ted, that's brilliant. Like, what, I already knew that. Okay, so, but you assume that that also happens coming up from a free dive in the ocean. But because of the partial pressure of oxygen drops super rapidly near the surface, that's why you don't get that. That's why you can go from feeling fine to out. 
mm. because the partial pressure drops. And so that's not intuitive. So people assume that, well, when I hold my breath on the couch, it just, it gets harder, 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 harder. When I'm free diving, I just don't hold my breath. So it, there's a lot of things that can make it where it's hard to convince people of that. And so that's why a lot of people have this false insecurity is they think that they don't push themselves, that they never had a problem. And it's very hard to convince them otherwise. Yeah, well, it makes sense because if, you know, you think you know your limits, but then if you just black out just like that, you got you, yeah. that limit is you can't recognize it, can you? Yeah, I mean, well, it's like it's like a mechanical failure in scuba. I mean, like, you know, I don't care how good a scuba diver you are. I mean, like, you can't, it doesn't matter how good you are, you can have a mechanical failure. Yeah. And, you better, and if you have a system in place to fix that, you'll be fine. Right. But I mean, I'm sure, you know, you guys know there are scuba divers that are, you know, they're always saying there's nothing more dangerous than a, a scuba diver with a hundred dives under their belt. that's never anything wrong happened to them because then they just ignore all those stupid yeah. little rules they got taught in their scuba class. And they think that they're so comfortable in the water that the rules don't apply to them. I'm like, look, when you can't breathe underwater, I don't care how uncomfortable you think you are scuba diving things are you're going to have a problem. Yeah. And so it's you know, when you have a mechanical failure as a scuba diver, your procedures that you have in place are to determine if that's a safe out, outcome or not. And it's the same thing with freediving. I mean, as long as you have the procedures in place, it is, let's put it this way. I know people start about, talking about blackouts and it seems crazy and rescuing someone from blackout. I've rescued a lot of drowning scuba divers and snorkelers. That is a nightmare because they're trying to kill me as I'm rescuing them. Rescuing a black dial freediver is like the easiest thing in the world. They're, they don't move. You put them on their back, take their mask off, blow across their eyes. They wake up and they're like, what the hell happened? And I'm like, you blacked out. And they're like, no, I didn't, whatever. Like, it's so easy. I mean, I'm not, I mean, it, it, it really is compared to rescuing a drowning person. Rescuing a drowning person is, you know, you can get hurt doing that. Yeah. 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 And all this proves take a free diving course. Yeah. So, you know, I always <laughs> say that the safety course that I talk about, freedomsafety.com, is 100%. It's not a substitute for taking a free diving course. Mm. But what it is, is it's free and it's instant, right? It's free, it at least gives you, leads you, get you on the right path. And one of my favorite stats, because uh, I've got a survey that people take, and, and one of my favorite stats is, uh, well, there's a couple of them. One uh, one is 94%, I just posted this the other day, I remember the numbers. 94% say this course makes them want to take a free diving course, which is super cool. And then 99% of them, 99.4% uh, said it will make them dive safer, which is pretty cool. Yeah, really good. Yeah, well, we'll have a look at that and we'll put the link yeah. to the, the site in the show notes so people can have a look at it and uh, hopefully it leads to bigger things. <laughs> yeah, it is. It's amazing, you know, uh, that you've done that and uh, that's a, a resource that people can just go on and uh, get that information. Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, I've definitely, um, that's one of the things I've been working on recently is how to do a much better job of um, I've got a, of, of promoting that and getting that thing in. So I've got, um, I've had almost just shy of 5,000 people go through the program. So the one hand it's like, wow, that's great. But on the other hand, like that number needs to be like, you know, it needs to be 50,000, it needs to be a hundred thousand. Yeah. I mean, considering how many people are out there that don't have access to it. So I'm working with, I'm going to start working with some, uh, anyway, some, some, other people to get that, uh, give it a lot more exposure than, you know, I just can, uh, uh myself. Yeah, well, it's great that you do, you know, the daily um, broadcast of yeah. safety things because it's all about communication and education. And yeah, and so when I do those... I don't think so, anyone else is doing that. Yeah, yeah. I mean, well, I know, like, it's a pain in the butt. I've done 202 in a row. <laughs> wow. I think it's amazing. Um, and so what I know is my mission is always safety. But here's one thing I know for a fact, because I've been doing this a long time. People don't care about safety. 
they, 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 you know, they're not, they're not like, oh, how can I learn to be a safer? They're not getting on the internet going, how can I learn to not black out? They want to dive deeper. They want to stay longer. They want performance. And so the way I do everything, it's like, I have all these online courses and the safety stuff is, you know, so it's like, it's like the carrot and the stick. The carrot is, oh, you want to hold your breath longer? You want to dive deeper? You want to learn how, yeah, I've got training programs. I can show you to do all that stuff. And then once I get them, I force them. Like in all my, like I've got a course called Free Diving Training Seekers, which is a training program, but literally it forces them, they can't access anything until they go through the hour and a half of safety videos. They have to pass the quiz with a score of 100%. And only if they do that do they unlock the other stuff. Yeah. Right. So all of my stuff, I use the carrot and the stick, right? You know, ah, come here, you learn to be a better diver. And then I whack them with the safety stick and force them <laughs> to do what they don't want to do. Because, you know, that's why, like, for instance, the daily freedom advice videos. I, I'm so passionate about safety, but I know that I, I try to only talk about that like once a week. Like, because if I know if I just, all I did was that, you know, everyone would tune out. And like, oh, that guy's talking about how to not black out. I don't, well, I don't care about that. So I know I have to, you know, kind of mix in the messages. And, yeah, it's and good. Give them, it was like, it's like, you know, you've heard that, you know, give them what they, give, what is that, give them what they want. There's what they want. And there's also what they need. So I try to give them what they want, but I, but then I really have to give them what they need. Yeah, <laughs> which is the safety stuff. <laughs> well, it's important. <laughs> it is, and especially if it saves somebody's life. Yeah, 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 for sure. I mean, I, I remember after a week or three weeks after launching that safety course, someone called me up, and the Deeper Blue did an article about it uh, that he saved his buddy's life from an underwater blackout, and he was, they were out spearfishing, and he had never taken a free dive course just from going through the safety mm -hmm. course. He was mm -hmm. able to recognize the signs and knew how to fix it. So yeah, that's pretty cool. And it's good because if, you know, hopefully everybody wants to better themselves and learn more and, you know, that's a perfect way. It's accessible. It's online. Yeah. Again, I mean, for folks that are listening, the, the, the single best thing you can do is take a free diving course, 100%. I mean, there's this just like the fastest way to get good fast because, I mean, like, you know, the safety course, you know, is great knowledge, but I mean, you know, we don't teach CPR by watching videos. Mm -hmm. I mean, you can learn about CPR by watching a video, but you, you know, if, if, if you, you know, if your family member needs CPR and you watched a video of me doing it two years ago, you wouldn't feel super confident about you. If you, if you need to do CPR on your family member, you want to have taken a CPR course. You need to get on your hands and knees. You need to use the dummy. You need to do the thing. Um, but in free diving, you know, at least, at least they get the information uh, side of it first. But yeah, so if you're, if you are interested in, and in, in, if free diving sounds interesting, one of the, the best things you can do uh, is take an in-person course. They are more, I mean, it used to be 10 years ago, there weren't a lot of options. Almost every or every scuba agency I'm aware of teaches freediving now. So there's more and more places to actually take a freediving course, which is awesome. Yeah. Right. And at the end of the day, it gets more people in the water as well, which is a good thing. Yeah. yeah. And the dive shops, it just seems so obvious. I mean, I used to get so mad with the dive people. They're like, we don't want to do freediving because you'll, you'll lose my, I'll lose my customers. I'm like, Lose your customer. They're, your, they're, they're in your shop taking a free diving. You didn't lose anything. You just sold them more stuff. Seems so obvious to me. Every free diving course, at the end of it, you pitch them the scuba course. At the end of every scuba course, you pitch them the free diving course. <laughs> yeah. Another way to, I mean, like, and the other thing is, like, you know, every dive shop owner knows if you want to sell gear, the way you do that is classes. So, like, people, all these dive shops were like, they, I'd be coming in there and I'd be teaching. They want me to come in and teach a class for them or something. And they're like, well, we're good at this freediving gear and we can't sell them again because you don't, you don't do freediving. I come in here like once a year and teach a freediving course, but like, how do you sell your scuba gear? Oh, we do lots of scuba classes. 
you should do lots of free diving classes too. It's like <laughs> the scuba industry has been a little resistant and not super understanding of the free diving stuff. But you know, I, I hope it's getting better yeah. now that all the agents are behind it. Well, I mean, that's you, good. Yeah. Yeah. Not the diving world at all. <laughs> do you hear more and more about free diving from like the scuba industry? Um, I wouldn't say, I don't think so. I, th I think it seems to be like um, singular oh. like that, I think. And it's seeing people in social media do it. That's probably the only way that Yeah. it's an obvious link. And then seeing where you can do a course in the UK, but yeah, particularly the UK. That's also probably is where you are. I mean, like when you're in like South Florida, where, you know, the water's clear and warm and mm. The dive shops are teaching free diving so i mean i think that has something to do with this just the geographic yeah. yeah well there is you know you, you look at some of the videos that you can see and you think wow look at that it always it always looks amazing it always looks lovely and blue or you know it's warm and yeah. um <laughs> I, I, <you laughs> free dive in a dry seat you can think of someone like um you know as um d or my d you know he's another what another guy who's always in the water always doing you know searching for treasure and all this sort of stuff and all his videos are always really blue really clear uh and you think wow that looks awesome and he's got i don't know how many million followers on youtube and you think well to do that in this country it's gonna be black it's gonna be dark <laughs> it's gonna be cold it's gonna it's be, be not so exciting hardly any visibility at all you know and um it's really you know a lot tougher to do that sort of thing really to mm. where you can win people over enough to to get them to do it yeah I'm not saying it's not possible because it is possible but you gotta find your places yeah, and we know people that have done free diving in the UK. We've got obviously the South Coast in the summer is perfect for it. Yeah, so, yeah. yeah. Y'all know? Do you know of Emma Farrell? She's a free diving instructor based out of the UK. Very, uh, very active. She ought to be. So if you want to do more about free diving locally in your area, you should definitely reach out to her. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah no, definitely will. Yeah, and uh, we've got Paul Kerris down on the South Cornwall. Um, okay. Georgie Miller. Free oh yeah, yeah yeah she's awesome yeah. i met her at the world championships i think that was a long time ago but yeah she's yeah. she's super yeah she's yeah. awesome yeah i did register for the course this summer but had to cancel it because of dad but yeah definitely we'll try and do it next summer so yeah, yeah. south no, coast is popular for that yeah. yeah it's it's i always just think it's you know especially for what you guys do i mean being being in this uh, where you are in the industry mm. it would make sense to to you know Tap your tap your toe in it. Uh, see what's going on. And, uh, yeah. All yeah. I have to say is, it's because you are obviously passionate scuba divers. I just don't see any reason that you wouldn't love um, wouldn't love free diving as well because you have all the main components checked, right? You like yeah. doing the water. Yeah, like yeah. It's just yeah. you just don't really know how to hold your breath that long, and that's the easiest thing to fix. That's really easy to fix. Yeah, yeah, it's, yeah it's definitely definitely on the list. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. So all of our guests, we always ask some set questions. Um, so if you could take three people under the water, either free diving, scuba, they don't obviously have to, they can be past, present. Who would you take and why? Hmm. Let's see. So one would be uh, Bob Croft. He is, that's I always say Kirk is the father of modern freediving educational the educational system um, and bob croft is the grandfather right so he was the first u.s 
record holder free diver. I've met him. He's the coolest guy. Um, but so yeah, if I could take him, um, second one would be Kirk just because I don't get to see him much anymore. He's so famous now and he's doing the <laughs> Avatar series and now he's got some other crazy job. <clears throat> if I could pull him in for this, just to get to go diving with him, that would, that would be cool. Oh. One more. Let's see. I'd like to, I'd like to take, uh, take Jacques Cousteau. Actually, I don't want to take him. I want to put him through a free diving course and then take him free diving. <laughs> yes. It's like, yeah. Yeah. Cause he did amazing depths just on scuba, didn't he? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, there's some good answers. Excellent. What gets you, um, cause you are obviously a, a confident guy. What uh, gets you out of your comfort zone then where you feel, Oh, I'm just a bit nervous about this. I, I, <laughs> this probably isn't the answer you're looking for, but I can say exactly what, uh, what I'm doing right now, which is, I took a successful freediving business. Uh, I was based in Fort Lauderdale. And the reason I was in Fort Lauderdale is that was the best city. And I thought it was the best city in the United States for me to teach freediving classes. I call teaching freediving being a human yo-yo because <clears throat> I set a line out in the ocean. I dive up and down the line, right? So that was my human yo-yo business was in Fort Lauderdale. And I recently moved to the North Georgia mountains where there is no freediving whatsoever. So that's been quite terrifying to like leave uh, the ocean and now as you guys have started to see transition into this online model yeah. right? i'm not running for having classes anymore i will at some point but i'm just trying to like now my business is completely different right now i'm focusing on you know how can i use zoom and do you know i've done things like the double your breath hold challenge and free diving training secrets and these daily freedom advice so I'm, I'm trying to like figure out how to do all that and so it's terrifying because it's a new business like i have my business all figured out it was working on autopilot now i've managed to screw <laughs> Well, that's good, isn't it? You're just uh, pushing yourself to other limits. I mean, the, the cool thing is, I mean, like, you know, I was just looking the other day, I mean, I, I you know, yeah, before when I'm teaching in-person classes, I help five people a week. So I can, you know, it's, it, it you know, I can help a, a hundred people a year. I can impact those five people, those hundred people, they got a great deal. They got a great class. They can dive deeper. They're safe and all that stuff. I'm now, you know, helping three, four, sometimes 500 people a week, you know, because I'm doing online, you know, I'm doing, it's just doing things mm -hmm. differently. So it, it is kind of exciting that I can have, I'm, I'm able to have a much bigger impact on the freediving spirit vision community now that I'm actually not in the water, which is kind of hard to wrap your head around. But I mean, it, it seems to make sense and everything is, you know, all this online stuff. So that's what I, it, the terrifying for me is trying to figure all this out. Yeah, no, that's good. It's a, and all the social media these days, it's, it's a thing you've got to do, isn't it? It's not, you can't not be part of it. I, uh, I, I cannot tell you how not fun doing daily freedom. <laughs> I mean, in some ways it's fun, but it's, it's like, it shouldn't be that much work. It's hard to do that stuff every day. Not yeah. this one. Yeah. No, very good. And then our final question, if you had a billboard, so you could put this out to the entire world, everybody could see it. You could put an image, a statement, a video on it. What would you put on your billboard and why? <laughs> so I'm thinking of two. Oh gosh. Wow. That's a tough question. So uh, one. 
I think if I could somehow, I've got a really cool picture of uh, me holding up the check for $2,000 in the award and somehow tie that into um, promoting freedivingsafety.com. Um, that's just an ad. Um, wow, this is the top of it, but a billboard. <laughs> I think that's what, no, I wouldn't have that picture. It would just have, I've got a freediving safety logo. It would say freedivingsafety.com. And the tagline that I always say is dive safe out there. It's not even that hard, especially when you learn for free at freedivingsafety.com. That's what it yep. would be. Yeah. yeah. Good one. That's good. Yeah. And yeah. anything that's free appeals to people, doesn't it? Yes. <laughs> you certainly can't charge for safety because they don't even want it when it's free. <laughs> <laughs> that would be the worst model ever. Pay to learn how to kill yourself. Pay. I don't even want to learn how to not kill myself. So, yeah, that wouldn't work. <laughs> our uh, podcast is always free to download. So, uh, yes. <laughs> we should mention actually um, some people that we, you know, we've been talking about that we spoke to a while back. So, um, we spoke. We first spoke to Kirk uh, back in January 2021, awesome. and then we spoke to Kirk again uh, in December 2022 yeah. uh, when he came on to tell us all about um, Avatar. Yeah, Avatar yeah and Kate too. Winslet, wasn't it? Yeah. yeah. And how? Was... I think she held her breath for seven minutes. Seven plus minutes was amazing. And we spoke to Emma Farrell and John Vickers uh, about Blue Abyss. Uh, in June 2021. Wow. So, for anyone who want to go back to those previous episodes and hear us chatting to those and get their answers on those same questions. Yeah, yeah, that's you, you've inter you've interviewed some awesome, awesome freediving folks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. no, it's, and who was it? He Helena Budillis. Bu Budillin. Yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah was the, she was the British record holder, wasn't she? Didn't she? So. Are the freediving episodes doing well? Yes. Well, I think obviously when we bring your episode out, we'll, yes, that will hopefully entice people back to listen to some of the freediving ones. Yeah. And we, yeah. Georgie Miller was really good. We did a, yeah. what we call a little big chat with her and did a YouTube video. And oh, that's yeah. great. Yeah. Yeah. She's awesome. She's awesome. You know, another one you might want to think about is not so much because he's the world's best freediver, but is Dan Verhoven. He a husband or a partner. Yeah. 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 He's the, obviously, he's like the, he's the most famous freediving videographer and photographer there is because he is always hired to be the main one for the world championships, vertical blue, with the, 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 the Wimbledon and the freediving competition. So, I mean, all those amazing images that mm -hmm. make what it is, he's like, I mean, if you look at any amazing image on freediving, he's probably taken it um so he's and he's uh he's just a really funny guy i interviewed him for uh, my freediving summit and uh he was he was one of my favorite interviews and it wasn't because it was about like how to be the world's best freediver it's just that he was a really funny guy so yeah, yeah. oh we'll look him up then yeah definitely that's a yeah anything to you know broaden the knowledge of freediving and how it yeah we yeah. like to try and broaden it you know that as mm -hmm. uh, you know and the two do go hand in hand and um you know same with some other like water sports, you know, where it's paddleboarding and things like that, you know. Um, and I think you're right with the safety in mind that there's stuff for scuba divers to learn definitely with free diving and uh, vice versa. You know, why not? 
Yeah, I mean, if you're a dive master working on a boat and you're taking out free divers, I mean, you know, as a scuba instructor, I, I mean, I thought I knew a lot of stuff. I knew nothing about any of the safety stuff for free diving, right? Yeah. I mean, an entry level free diving student will know more than a Patty course director when it comes to how to what blackouts are. And they're just two completely different skill sets. Um, and I, you know, I didn't understand that at all because if you don't know any better, you don't know any better. But definitely something that like dive shops and dive, you know, if they're taking free divers out, they should understand this stuff. So, so I think that'd be good for maybe me and Gemma to uh, I'm gonna volunteer as well uh, <laughs> to do your online uh, cool. course. Yeah. yeah. So you can do so you go through the safety course if you yeah. are really gung ho. So um, my my flagship of all the courses that I've, I've been making online courses for over a decade. So the 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 I retired one recently and the newest one, the best one that I have is called Freediving Training Secrets. Now it is a basically it's a uh, at home freediving plan that you can do without going to the pool or the ocean. So it's all we in freediving terms, we call it dry land training. Yeah. So basically like each week uh, after you do the safety videos, you have to do all that and before you unlock all that fun stuff. Um, but then I'm basically going to say, all right, so week one, I want you to do these three exercises. It'll, you know, you, you'll take uh, 20 minutes, three days a week. Um, and they're going to be specific breath holding exercises in week two. We're going to do a different sort of breath holding exercises, building on what you did the week before. And then week three, we're going to build on what you did week one, two. So you kind of progress through. Um, and it's what's interesting is it's designed to teach you how to increase the easier part of the breath. I mean, if you don't want to be understanding your breath holding, you understand that when you hold your breath a long time, the end of it's going to be not super comfortable, right? If you hold your breath a long time, right? And so what this is focusing on is how to increase that easier portion of the breath hold, which is like what everyone wants, right? Um, so it's something that, you know, I have, a, I have a more and more people that go through that program. Um, some people do it to get ready for a free diving course because mm -hmm. they're like, hey, like I wanna, I'm a little nervous or this breath holding stuff makes me nervous. And so if you could practice the breath holding before you showed up for class, because when you get in the class, you have very li little time actually in the water with the instructor. So I always joke that like, if it's the, you know, the ocean session and my students about, to, you know, touching the, doing a 60 foot dive, my entry level course goes to six, six feet, right? So if they're doing, let's say a 50 foot dive and I'm like, afterwards, I'm like, okay, you know, that looked pretty good, but your elbow was like way out here. So you're creating a lot of drag and your toe was like this. So it was creating a lot of drag and you're, you know, they're like, dad, I'm just trying to not die. I'm like, my body is like, I don't care the way my toe was pointed. I just, I feel so uncomfortable because you've never held your breath before. Mm. And so when I started including these dry land training programs for free in my actually freediving programs before they showed up, it made a huge difference because then their body wasn't screaming at them the whole freediving course. Why aren't you breathing? Yeah, yeah. I've just got yeah one more question for people maybe with like asthma or some kind lung condition. Are there any benefits? learning to free dive does it increase your lung capacity is that being looked at yeah they're absolutely I mean, what well, we've proven for a fact that that especially free diving there's particular free diving stretches that we teach that absolutely increase lung volume like yeah we absolutely know that, that mm. can be done. We always said that can never be done but we've proven i mean there's a reason the free divers have these big lungs this is with there's specific stretches uh that we do uh for free diving um, and, you know, just like it, it also 
in just like a, a, a freedom course, we just like a scuba course is there's going to be medical questionnaires and all that kind of stuff that you got to fill out. Um, what I will tell you is that is a scuba instructor. I was, you know, I don't care what my, the boss or the agency said, I, I, I did not like having people that had asthma when, when scuba diving, when I was doing it, yeah. because if you have an asthma attack underwater, you're hundred percent underwater, it seems like it's a bad thing. Um, but for free diving, it's, uh, it's a less of an issue because you're always, you're always a quick, you're, you're short from the surface, right? Yeah. I mean, it's always mm -hmm. it's an easy way to get to the surface. But then we all, just like, I mean, when you take your freediving course, you're going to do the same thing that you did with your scuba course. You're going to fill out your medical waiver and all that sort of stuff. But yeah, answer your original question is yes. Um, it absolutely does. Uh, mm. We can't answer your lung volume wow. that way. Yeah, yeah. for sure. <laughs> That'll be good. Yeah, and uh, for like lung performance, like athletes, generally have like better lungs don't they because they're obviously training and pushing their bodies so do you have do you become more efficient in your lungs as a free diver and do yeah. you have to be physically fit to be yeah so, so that's so, so i should have mentioned this in the very beginning so that the the, the I, I so, so remember i said like you you watch a video of a free diver and almost any person and go oh my god that looks so cool you know of course i would yeah, that looks awesome and then comes the big butt but i can't hold my breath for 30 seconds but i'm too old but i'm too out of shape right if you want to be an a world record free diver you have to be an elite athlete mm -hmm. If you want to be a free diver, so I always joke that, it, that I've got a body built by beer, bourbon, and barbecue. I am not an elite athlete by any stretch of the imagination. Yet my deepest free dive is 279 feet. My longest breath hold is seven minutes. I've had, I had, I've had a student. I had a student once. I've had big, out of shape students doing hundred foot dives. Right. Mm -hmm. um, so the biggest thing is, you know, if you're, I mean, if you're a scuba diver, that's all you, you have the aptitude athletic ability you need to be to be a freediver. You might not have the athletic ability to be a world record freediver, nor do I. I don't want to be a world record freediver. I know how difficult that is. I'm, I'm too lazy. Um, but I mean, like if you're if you're an active scuba diver, you have all the capacity you ever need to to take a freediving class and be a good freediver. Mm. Wow. Yeah. So I remember that that student that I talked about. I was on a, I, got, I was on a radio show and 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 there, there was a host who was uh, very very large and out of shape guy. And, and, and I was talking, well, you know, I had a student that, uh, like, you know, I'm like, he probably weighed like 250 pounds. And like, you know, he maybe had a hard time walking up four flights of stairs, but you know, he did a hundred foot dive. And as I was telling the story about the student and then afterward the radio show was over, I was having, I went to Waffle House <laughs> and the student called me and I'm like, oh no, I hadn't heard from him in like two years. I'm like, did he, I'm like, I know this guy really well. I know him really well. I can't imagine he's upset that I, I didn't say his name, but I'm like, he knew I was talking about him. I can't imagine he's the kind of person that would be upset that I like talk about he was overweight and he was out of shape. And so I was like, oh my God, did I just do something? And then I called him, he's like, oh my God, I heard the interview and it was great. He's like, but man, Ted, you're selling yourself short. I'm not 250, I'm like 275. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, oh, I felt like I upset him somehow. <laughs> but I mean, you know, I'll just tell you that, you know, it's your, your athletic ability is as long as you're an active person, I mean, like if you're if you're a scuba diver, there's there's no that's not going to impede your ability to take an entry level free diving course mm -hmm. to do three four minute breath holds to do sixty foot free dives at all. That's that is absolutely not not a not a reason to think oh maybe I shouldn't do it, um, because the the main thing is is you, you know you have every, you have the hard things. You're comfortable in the water. You want to be in the water. You're not afraid of the fish. You're not seasick. Those are things that are hard to fix. Yeah. I mean, like. 
when when I have people in my freediving class that are terrified of the ocean and we're in like 600 foot of water in my 25 foot boat and they're about to jump into the ocean drift for three hours like, I can't I can't I'm pretty good I can't fix that right scuba divers don't have that yeah yeah no very true no well it's been really yeah. interesting yeah chatting to you and seeing that side of yeah free diving so if people want to learn more about what you do where is the best place for them to learn more and even contact you um so you know my all my social media is uh immersion uh, i-m-m-e-r-s-i-o-n-f-d Right. So it's all the same on other. So that's that's probably the best way. Uh, if you want to reach out directly via email for whatever reason, you can do so at info at immersionfreediving.com. And uh, when do you think this will air? Probably about it's gonna be four weeks. So then by then my newest project should be online, uh, which will be freediveuniversity.com. So that's gonna be uh, my one website where I have all the different courses that I have on mm -hmm. links to the podcast. You'll be able to sign up for the newsletter because the problem is right now I've got stuff scattered all over the internet. You ought to wait till that comes out. Yeah, but in four weeks it'll it, it'll be up, it'll be up. Yeah, yeah. But we can touch bases to make sure. But yes, yeah, definitely, yeah, yeah. Oh, well, that sounds exciting as well. Yeah. So yeah, that's a, a great way to yeah launch the podcast with you and uh, your new, new venture. That's been awesome. You know, yeah. it's been really good. And um, I think uh, there's a lot to learn for us all. And, uh, you know, getting safer in the waters, you know, it's a no brainer. You know, why would you not want to? Uh, yes. Yeah. And seeing the link between scuba and free diving and hopefully, yeah, some people will listen to this and think yeah. oh, I want to try some free diving. I think when you take your free diving class, that will be an amazing podcast episode because I'm sure there'll be a lot of people that are like, ah, I've seen all those free divers, but I don't know. Like, but you, like, you're there. Yeah. You're there. The podcast. Oh, okay, okay. Like, you guys should do an absolute, like, a, you know, a breakdown of like, this is what happened day one. This is what happened day two. Yeah. This is what happened. Yeah. They would, they would love yeah. That. Are you making any changes to that with your other projects that you've got coming out? What do you, what's the question? So are you making any changes to that course? You know, secrets is still going to be, um, is still going to be the same website okay. that's still going to be there. The main thing is the, the, is I've got so much stuff all over the place. I've got some online courses on the teachable platform. I've got oh, some okay. click funnel platforms. I've got my podcast and all these articles that I wrote on this blog and I've got articles on another blog and articles on, like all these different places. I just want one website where people can go to yeah. um, where they can, the newsletter they can get all the stuff that i have and then i'll be launching a school uh from there as well but that'll be that'll be the how do you find time for all <laughs> do you have anyone that help you no i'm like the dumb entrepreneur that does everything myself uh, but it's also it's pretty cool i mean i've learned to build funnels i've learned i mean i've done you know so it's it's um I'm stubborn and then I have to do, I, I, I do everything myself, but it's also good because I learn a lot. Um, yeah. but it also means it's just very, I'm very slow to do things. Cause I'm like not hiring people to do the work. I'm like, Oh, now I have to learn to build the funnel and now I have to learn to do this. Yeah. Um, so. No, well, it's credit to you. That's really good. Yeah, definitely. It's very yeah. stubborn. <laughs> <laughs> well, dedicated as well and enthusiastic and you know, that's a great combination. So so, but yeah, thank you very much for coming on the Big Scooper podcast, Ted. It's been yeah, a great chat with you. Absolutely. Thank you for the opportunity. And the last thing I'll say is just consider me 
you're one phone call away, one email away. I'm your free diving resource. If you have questions about anything, anything at all, just know you can always call me. You can always email me um, and I'll be more than happy to help however I can. Excellent. That's well, I really appreciate thank that. Thank you. Yeah. All right. Okay. Hey guys, well, yeah. Cheers, Ted. Thank you very much. Right. Excellent. Thank Thanks, Ted. Cheers, Bye. Ted. Thank you very much. Wow. Um, how good was that? It's really good. Yeah, but so enthusiastic and jolly and happy and positive, but with that element of safety. Well, I hope you didn't mind me volunteering you, because uh, I thought I was sort of sitting there thinking, really should do this. Yeah, you know, no, really no, definitely. I think anything where we're going to learn something new, something extra that we can apply. Well, no, yeah, no. exactly. We, you know, I'm not promising that we're going to become the next you know, we're now going to start doing free diving and all that, you know, next year. I don't know. I, I'm not saying I'm keeping an open mind. Let's yeah. do the course and see how that goes. And uh, I think the longest breath hold I've ever done is probably about a minute and 10. <laughs> I think we need to do the course and then, well, we need to practice or do do a breath hold and then yeah. do the course and then do. I remember being at Bannertines and I did two lengths of, um, a Ballantine's pool. I know, I'd be That's a 20 meter pool, and I did so it's 40 meter yeah. and then back a bin. So I probably did about a 50 meter swim underwater. Yeah, I'd lost that was a while ago. <laughs> I lost about 30 seconds. <laughs> but I think it's really interesting that having that knowledge of breath hold can help your lung capacity. Well, that's what I'm interested in because I think, well, what is it is it that you know what's the key to the door to understand what we need to know because anyone can hold their breath you just stop breathing don't you right but what is the stuff that we don't know yet to then enable us to take that on further so we're not just holding a breath and as ted said it comes really uncomfortable yeah you can then it then becomes manageable because you like um when Kurt Crack came on and he he explained about Avatar and how he got some of them stars like um what's the Kate Winslet to hold her breath up to who's never done any free no, brand new isn't it yeah but was up to seven minutes same as Ted holding her breath underwater in a, you know for filming you know. Well, what that then must become management of your air, isn't it? As, yeah. as Ted was saying, it, you know, and I think that must be awesome to be able to, you know, maybe get comfortable where you can say, oh, I can hold my breath for a minute yeah. comfortably. And also it's a bit of a confidence builder, knowing yeah. that you can be underwater in that state and you can you can hold your breath for longer than a minute, two minutes, three minutes. Yeah. I mean, that that just sounds impossible at the moment to hold your but breath. What's interesting is what you said about asthma. With people with asthma, how that can then, um, how you said, you know, that's, they've proved it, that that actually helps them. And when you think about it, you know, you go to the gym and you lift weights and you maybe you go on a run machine and things like that and when you do it regularly that becomes easier doesn't it yes so after a while 
you can lift more weight, you can run a bit faster or run a bit mm-hmm. longer. So why wouldn't the same apply when you're doing breathing exercise? Yeah. And if your volume the muscle, yeah, the volume of your lungs is increasing means that you can get more air in, you know, for people that are challenged with asthma or other issues, then that can only be a yeah. good thing, can't it? Yeah, well, I think so. And I think, um, you know, we're not saying about diving all of a sudden, you know, if you scuba dive and hold any breath, we know that's the first rule you don't do, mm. hold your breath when you're diving. But if your body, through sheer uh, learning about uh, free diving and the, those techniques, your body now can maintain that intake of air. Yes. Yeah. That's got to mean that you will be losing, sorry, you'll be using less air and consumption when you're scuba diving. Yeah. And that's something that, yeah, we should really implement and see. Yeah, yeah. so uh, I think we should. Um, And um, I should be having a look at that. Yeah, and I think it's really good to see the crossover between scuba and freediving, freediving and scuba. Yeah. They're two, they're not, they are different sports, but they complement each other as well. Well, they do. And you can see why, and again, Ted is right. You know, you can see why the diving agencies have all be offering offering that as well because yeah, yeah. it's good business to do, isn't it? And to cross network that and say, right, okay, you're you're a diver now. You learn how to scuba dive, and you know, would you like to learn how to free dive as well? If you love yeah. the water, why not? Yes, yeah. And we have seen some fellow scuba divers go into free diving. Grace is one for that I can think of straight away. Yeah, yeah. And that she did the course down in Porth Carris. So, but yeah, it'd be interesting to hear from any listeners out there if you have taken a free diving course and how it, it's benefited your scuba diving. And maybe next year we should look into, because um, I know you, but I didn't really have the time this year. Yeah, um, I'm definitely going to do it yeah, this summer coming. Honey, uh, doing her scuba diving and what have you. Um, you know, didn't really have the time to do that down in Cornwall. But next year, hey, maybe I might yeah, be uh, maybe Scuba Honey would like to try it. That's a yeah, I think she might. Yeah, I think yeah. she might. Yeah. yeah, so we need to get that get that sorted. But no, it was really interesting. So have a look at Ted, um, his website and the free guide. Free. You should also um, uh, f- say follow him on social media for yes. his daily. Because uh, they're really good, and they're all various. Uh, they're not just like, oh, you know, oh, you want to use this for all, all that. It's nothing like that. They're in. They're good. They're sixty second snippet of something of of a skill or um, a bit of you know, a, a, a and, top tip. Yeah, and with Ted's enthusiasm, and it it's yeah. great. Yes, yeah. I usually follow them and uh, often reshare them on linkedin um for us for our followers and um yeah and give him a like so uh, she'll continue doing that so let yes. it do that yeah so that um was ted hearty that was and um don't forget those previous episodes um so i'll just say them again so uh, we spoke to kurt crack in december uh, 2022 about avatar and then first off january 2021 my goodness and Emma Farrell, she came on with John Vickers in June 21, 
talking about Blue Abyss that she was involved in. And uh, she also talked about the um, free diving. Yeah. And also, we, you mentioned Helen, and that was on YouTube, wasn't it? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So that's well, uh, really good. So we'll put the links and we'll promote those um, when the, this podcast comes out. And Yeah. Yeah. Well, we should also give our praise and thanks to our good friends at 90 um <laughs> you know these episodes are sponsored by them and uh we should say thank you very much if you are in the tech diving world or military or in the commercial diving world or maybe you're just thinking about getting into diving you think what dive computer do i need well they've got the answer they've got the sheer water peregrine for you and all you need to do is go to nightto90.com and have a look or even give them a call once you've been yeah. to their website they've got uk stock and uh, any questions about uh free uh, uh rebreathers and uh, twin sets and things like that and dive computers give them a call and they'll have the answer yeah just pick up the phone there's always people there with yeah lots of advice or they'll put you in contact with somebody in the team that can help yeah it's been a long one and uh you know uh but we hope you've enjoyed it uh don't forget you can contact us by email or any of our social media and uh, if you've got any questions and uh you know uh maybe you've tried ted's um online course let us know what you think and um, that'd be good to hear and if you've got any thoughts on anything you've heard you know perhaps mm. you know uh let's hear and uh start a discussion that'd be really good don't forget to leave us a review on itunes because that helps your dive buddy find us mm -hmm. and um and main thing is is just keep safe while you're diving yes absolutely so thank you for downloading this podcast and we'll see you on the next one so that was the big scuba podcast <laughs> see you soon now that does wrap up today's episode of the big scuba podcast but if you want to hear more from the podcast, make sure you hit that subscribe or follow button depending on what platform you are listening on. That way, you will never miss an episode from us. But if you are listening on Apple Podcasts and did enjoy what you heard today, we would really appreciate it if you head to the show page to leave a five-star rating and review. It really does help us. If you do, please take a screenshot of that review and send it to us on Instagram and we'll give you a shout out to say a big thank you. If you have any questions for us or anything that has been mentioned in today's episode, be sure to reach out to us on any of our social media platforms or send us an email. The links are in the show notes. We will get back to you no matter what. If you have made it to this point in the episode, we both want to say a big, big thank you for tuning in and we'll see you on the next episode. Mm -hmm.